You're listening to a very special holiday episode of The Overcast, brought to you by Oversoul Gaming, home of the cinematic Let's Plays. And now, your feature presentation. Ho, ho, hello there, everyone, and welcome to The Overcast, your joke-making, fun-having, pop-culture podcast. Tripping over my words today, but like always, I am your host, Justin, a.k.a. Oversoul. And I am your co-host, Nick, a.k.a. The Vaping Fiend. And like always, we're bringing you sunshine on a cloudy day. And uh, this is not only... Our holiday special, the uh, Christmas time extravaganza, if you will, but it's also the season one finale. So, yes. let's give ourselves a round of applause because we successfully made it through a whole season without getting cancelled. And that's a big accomplishment these days. <laughs> uh, says the guy who has the power to cancel the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, this is our season one finale. After this episode, you won't be hearing from us again until after the New Year's, which will come back with the season two premiere strong, and we'll be doing a year in review of 2023, all of our yeah, favorite Yeah, a little things. bit sooner than we did last, than, than we did, uh, than we did this year's year in review, uh, for, yeah. la- or last year's year in review for 2022. Because I know we did yeah. that one in March. This one yeah. will be in January, yeah. folks. <laughs> yeah, that's because we have uh, we have structure now. Um, yes, we do. But, <laughs> but yeah, a twenty-five episode first season plus bonus episodes. They're not numbered, but they're there. So that's yeah. uh, you know that's uh, and what better what n- better episode for our twenty-fifth episode than the Christmas special, right? Right, because December 25th is Christmas. Exactly. (laughs) Yes, yes. And everybody gets exactly 25 presents. That's how it goes. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no more, no less. If you you got more or less than 25 presents, somebody did something wrong, and you need to judo-chop them in the throat. Um... (laughs) Don't do that. I, <laughs> no. Look, I hold I hold no liability for the choices that any of my listeners make. If I if I give you bad advice and you choose to listen to it, I cannot be legally held accountable because I did this disclaimer right here and now. Exactly. So there. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Anyways, um, this episode, yeah, holiday special. We're gonna talk all about our favorite Christmas and holiday movies, TV specials, music, and even some video games that have some Christmasness to them. Yeah. So, uh, but before all that, the usual structure, updates, media corner, and all that jazz. So. Tell me, Saint Nicholas, how has your life been going? Well, uh, lately, what's new? How's work? What are your What are your Christmas plans, dude? Stuff o- like okay, that. So I don't exactly know what my plans are for Christmas just yet, but I do know that my uh, my mom's cousin Scotty is coming into town. Um, my cousin Ginger's dad, uh, Ryan, knows Ginger. He's played a I don't know how many shows he played with him before Martyrs Fall broke up, but uh, he's the lead 
vocalist for uh, Born Into Exile and uh, Faith in Vain. I know they did a show with Faith in Vain uh, back in 2016. Um, but yeah, my mom's cousin Scotty is coming into town. Um, that'll be my first time meeting him, so that'll be interesting. Some okay, some biological nice. family I've never met before that seems pretty cool. Alright. When you see him, the first thing you should say is, Beam me up, Scotty! <laughs> I mean... Yeah, he might get the reference. <laughs> Even people who've never heard of Star Trek get that reference. That's fair. He's probably heard it before because his name's Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's very original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, um, yeah, um, Tuesday, uh, was interesting. I, uh, I went into, I spent the majority of the day at the hospital, uh, in the emergency room on, uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a bit of a scare, folks. Um, I, uh, I had went in with, uh, heart attack-like symptoms. Thankfully, it wasn't a heart attack. Uh, they said everything came back normal besides my potassium levels. So they, they gave me a couple potassium tablets to, to, to level that out. And I got a bunch of bananas. So um, I'm I, uh, I just to, to, to keep those potassium levels normal. So there's that. God, I'm, I'm, my age is catching up with me. I'm, I'm turning 34 on the first of the year. I told you not to do the spicy chip challenge. Dude, okay. So, <laughs> so okay, so here's the okay, what's fucked up about that though? That chip challenge that 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 one chip challenge wasn't even the official one chip challenge. It was a bag of fucking chips and they weren't even that spicy. Okay, all right. Big man like, here. Like, be honest with us, though, really. You were just trying to get that free hospital lunch, weren't you? Honestly, I was fucking hungry. I, I hadn't <laughs> had anything to eat that day. And um, I, uh, you know, like, you know, like, fucking, I'm like, I'm fucking starving. I'm hungry. I'm bored. I'm going to turn on the podcast and hopefully I don't die. <laughs> Truly though, have you ever been to a hospital cafeteria when you're like waiting for someone to get surgery? They got some bomb shit there. Dude, sometimes. I'm I telling can't... you, the when I was okay, so I'm gonna talk about uh, my my daughter for for a second here, because uh, my daughter the the when I was it, when I was staying in the hospital with my ex wife uh when during the time my daughter was being born i i went down to the hospital cafeteria they had some they had fucking boston cream pie they mm -hmm. had some good shit in the fucking dessert area they had like chocolate mousse pie uh french how oh, was it what's the oh god damn it what is the pie i'm looking for key lime N no it's french Swiss something I don't know. Oh, is it that like basically one that's all chocolate with yes. cream on top? Yes. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, that dude. They had some fire. Okay. They had some good shit in that cafeteria. And, and oh, it's funny about that uh, is um, 
I recognized one of the ladies there at in the um in the 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 the, the cafeteria as one of the cooks. I'm like, you look really familiar. Uh did you used to work at River Bluff Nursing Home at one point? And she said, no, but I did work at Auburn High School. I'm like, that's where I recognize you from. I graduated class of 2009. Damn. Yeah. Well, they do say at Disney somewhere that it's a small world after all. I can I never remember which stand, one that ride is at. I can't <laughs> stand that ride. No, that ride is at both Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, okay, so it's everywhere. Well, it's yes. a small world. <laughs> it really fucking is. It's a small oh world after all. No, uh, fuck you that know what shit. I love? That, ride, that ride is fucking creepy. Uh, and there's an episode of fucking Small Town Murder with a, it's a it's an express episode no no that wasn't even small town murder that was that was uh i was i was scrolling tick i i'm don't mind me folks i'm on a tangent right now um, i was scrolling tiktok and i found a video and they said that this it was this redditor that it was this re- guy that reads reddit posts and he fucking he was reading this story about this the security guard that worked at Walt Disney World and there was this family that went missing on the small world ride and to and to hear the rest of the story to go and find the fucking podcast on fucking uh Spotify I'm like okay I I got I got a um I gotta hear. I gotta hear the rest of this fucking story. So I went and listened. Boy, they know how to advertise. Oh no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, it was, it was, um, dude, it was did, some dark. Did shit. they deliver? It, did they, they deliver did, on their dude, promise? It, yes, it was, okay. dude. It was fucking. That's the kind okay, of shit. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't clickbait then. No, it wasn't clickbait. No, that was that's that that's the kind of shit that you don't fucking hear <clears throat> about Disney World or Disneyland for that matter. Disney parks well, do, in general. That you was do some if you dark shit. To, uh, you do if you listen to horror themed uh, conspiracy podcasts and YouTube channels. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. <laughs> <laughs> no, you hear this shit. It's just you have you definitely have to go looking for it. That yeah, I was not that's, looking for it. <laughs> there's like literally there's this one YouTube channel that literally just goes through like all of these horrific accidents that have happened at theme parks throughout history. Mm-hmm. Like Oh yeah, yeah no, the um, small town murder, one of the uh one of the one of the, no, was it crime and sports? It was either yeah, it was crime and sports. They have their different like themed episodes on on their Patreon, and um, one they they do have like every once in a while like they I think they have at least two episodes like this. They've got a part one and a part two of uh, theme park disasters, and that does not that's not okay. limited to like the big name theme parks. That's lim- That's also like the smaller kind of theme parks too that they talk about. That they go digging okay. for, <laughs> specifically for this these episodes. All right. Yeah. So what else is uh? You told me you jumped back into God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, dude. Okay, so 
fucking uh, when they announced the the DLC at the Game Awards, I'm like, I'm like, I need to get back into this. So I I I I got back. I decided to hop on and and play some God of War Ragnarok and try and power through the part that I was stuck on, which was the um, part where you're basically fighting Angraboda's grandmother with her. And it, like you said it in the uh, the um, the review episode with, that you did with Dalton, uh, it, it did it, it, felt, it did it felt like Toy Story. That part mm. gave it gave off major Toy Story vibes. But I am officially halfway through the game now, um, fifteen hours in. Okay, I ju- I'm just wow. getting past the part where um, half halfway is debatable for fifteen hours. It depends uh, how, mu- how much side content you do. That's fair. That's fair. So yeah, I'm 15 hours into the game. Um, but uh, I have um, I just got past the part where uh, Kratos goes looking for the Norns with Freya. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, that the, fucking uh, dude, that fucking part, that cutscene, that the fucking, Norse that, version of the of the Sisters of Fate. That dude, that um, that the one that was super fucking annoying was the one that was talking every fucking time that um that that either Freya or Kratos said something, and then they would say it at the same goddamn time. It's annoying yeah. as shit. I can't stand that shit. Oh, yep. The fates, they, yeah, they like to mess with people. Yeah. All right. And I'm going yeah. to assume that uh, that work is still work. Work is work. Um, Saturday, tomorrow, um, basically, um, we are, um, uh, it's supposed to be what they call uh, Super Saturday. I don't know the details behind it, but it's we're a week away from Christmas and we're in the the, the, the midst of peak season. And uh, my supervisor is going to have pizza for the team uh, before shift. Uh, I've, I've heard mixed things. I don't know what's going to happen with Super Saturday, but from my understanding... One of the things that I was told was that it's like a longer shift, so it's like a an eight hour shift as opposed to my normal three or four hours. Okay. So that'll be nice. Well, there you go. Yeah, but that all depends on the volume because yeah, yes. Well, we have been having higher volume, but that's just the building. Like last night was three hundred thirty three thousand packages in the building. But that all that doesn't mean that there's we're gonna have that many packages coming to our department specifically. Okay. <clears throat> oh man. Yeah. Well, um, as for me, uh, work continues to be work. That is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm over my flu. Uh, Good. I still have every time I get the f- the flu or any like equivalent horrible sickness like that. Um, 
I get past it usually after a couple days, but then for the next two weeks, I'm congested as all hell. Um, and that's where I'm at right now. I feel normal. It's just that, like, I can't breathe through one of my nose holes. Mm, <laughs> you know? Fair. Fair enough. That's basically where I'm at. And, it, like, three days ago, it was that, but with a headache. So okay. it's still progress. <laughs> you know? Right. So, um, yeah, because, dude, when we recorded last, when we, when we recorded the post-Game Awards episode, I, like, literally had to crawl out of bed <laughs> to get myself over here. It was <sighs> Fair. so, like, and it gave me a brief reprieve from it, but then when I went to go edit that shit, mm-hmm. I felt like absolute hell, and I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this a second time. <laughs> I, yeah. You know, but we we got it out there somehow. Yeah, somehow, yeah, yeah. Th- through some miracle, um, and and it wasn't even lazy editing. If you go and look at the video version, I put pictures of the winners up there, and I put like vi- uh, uh, the the videos of the trailers that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, there you go. Different games and stuff. Okay, so yeah, you you, um, you did it. You you got it out on time. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um. But, yeah. Anyways, outside of that, uh, so they released an update patch for Alan Wake 2 that adds a new game plus mode. You carry over all your weapons and upgrades from the first playthrough, and it's called Final Draft. Mm -hmm. But here's the real kicker and why I'm doing it again. Well, I'm going through it again because I want to get the platinum, so I'm using a guide to find all the collectibles. But not only that... Mm -hmm. When you when you play Final Draft mode, some story stuff changes. There's extra stuff you can find that adds more to the story, and the opening cutscene and the end of the game are different. Oh, the opening cuts the opening cutscene has new dialogue, and the end of the game is extended past where it originally ended, and gives you like a it's an extended ending. Okay, it's like the true ending, basically. Okay. Um. So yeah. Uh, so yeah. Decided to do that, and um. You know, I kind of got hit by the, got bit by the remedy bug, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go back and just like replay all the remedy connected universe games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, starting with Alan Wake and then um, Quantum Break and Control. Uh, you know, all those. Right. I just, I just feel like going through them again. That, that happened to me with Assassin's Creed a while ago too. Just kind of got bit with that bug, and you know, got that nostalgia. Itch. Yeah. So. It happens sometimes. I do it with Kingdom Hearts like once every three years. Uh, just like replay right. the whole franchise. Fair. Um, yeah, actually, I noticed on my um, uh, PlayStation Year wrap up that the Final Fantasy X slash Ten Two HD remaster was in my top five most played games this year, like time wise. And I'm like, oh yeah, mm. I did go back and replay Final Fantasy X this year, didn't I? <laughs> um, so, see, mine were my top five were obviously Grand Theft Auto Five, Hogwarts Legacy coming in at number two, uh, WWE Two K Twenty Three uh, coming in at number three, Four, Fortnite coming in at number four, and five was Dark Pictures Anthology Little Hope. I don't remember all of mine, but I remember Share Factory being on there and me being kind of irritated with that. Because, like, come on, man, that's a video editing app. It's not my fault. It takes just as long as the video is to render. <laughs> like, I, but yeah, I, I was kind of glad to see, though, that, like, Assassin's Creed Mirage and Final Fantasy 16 were in mine. Um, so mm-hmm. that was good. Also, it wasn't GTA 5 on yours. It was GTA Online. Let's be real. That was, they're considered. No, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it did, it, it said, it, I did, it said, uh, 
GTA Grand Theft Auto Online. It definitely did. They are considered separate things. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. Um, oh, Theatrium yeah. Final Bar Line. That was on there because that's that Final Fantasy Rhythm game that came out early mm-hmm. in the year. And yes, I have put... I put, have put over 300 hours into the 3DS version curtain call up until the new one came out. Mm. And in the new one, I already have almost 200 hours. <laughs> like, okay. Or not, n- no, not the, that much. Was it my most played one? I think it was my most played. It's up there. It's, yeah. it's over, it's over a hundred hours at least, but I mean, it's a rhythm game. That's, you know how easy it is to put over a hundred hours into a rhythm game. You wouldn't think it is, but it is. Like I I put in three hundred and forty two hours of uh, Grand Theft Auto Online, <laughs> and that but that's not a rhythm game. <laughs> um, no, it's not. But you know, like anyone who like grew up obsessed with playing Guitar Hero, Guitar Hero will know what I'm talking about. Like, oh yeah, that, no, absolutely. You can lose your life in rhythm games. Absolutely, like, you can. Especially if you're a fan of the music. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, and you're con- and it's very arcadey. You're just constantly trying to beat your own high score. You know, spent 544 hours playing my PlayStation Five this year, <laughs> dude. Oh, I I think I put in a lot more hours than that. But I also, when I looked at my stats, it said I played like 60 some odd different games, and I was like, those are rookie numbers. <laughs> uh, um. Uh, it's like more like dabbled in a bunch of things, but yeah, then that's just on PlayStation. It doesn't include all the things I played on Switch and Xbox too. No, exactly, so, exactly. Um, and they do have their own versions of those that, that they put out. I have to go look at them yet. I haven't looked at those ones yet, but um, but yeah. Uh, so that is what I've been up to for the most part. And then um, next weekend on the 23rd, mm-hmm. I'm going to head out to Rockford to my brother's, Br- Dalton and Lindsay's house. Okay. To, uh, for Christmas, it'll be the night before Christmas Eve. Yep. We're all going to converge because uh, I think he's working that night and doesn't get home till 10. So gotcha. we're either, we're either going to do presents late that night when he gets home because I may have to work the next day. But if I do, it isn't until like two or three and it's like, you know, right down the road. Working on Christmas uh, Eve? Maybe. Um, yeah. But they close early that night too, so. I don't know. But. I, don't, I need to ask my supervisor what days, because I, I don't know if I have Christmas Eve off. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. Christmas Day, they would be closed, and I know we are too. So, yeah. Um, a lot of places, except for like really big stores and restaurants, are closed yeah, on no. Christmas Day. And so you, I would, I would um, assume because it's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a company that works with, um, in conjunction to the post office and Amazon and all that, that it would, that we would have, right. um, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off. Federal holiday, so yeah. Yeah, so um, I would have Saturday and Sunday off. Um. So yeah, probably. Um. Some Wait, retail places no, are no. open on Sunday Christmas and, Eve, but they Sunday close and early. Monday off. Sunday and Monday, or well, I, well, Kisa, no, it would be Monday. So it would only be Monday uh, that, that, that I would have off because Christmas yeah, Eve, Sunday, Christmas Eve is a Sunday. Christmas Eve is Sunday. Yep. Yeah, so our plan is we're either going to okay. do presents that night that night when Dalton gets home because Ryan and Chris will be coming down from Wisconsin mm-hmm. to uh, you know meet us there and hang out for the day and stuff too, and um, 
But everyone also has, like, there are other things going on on Christmas Eve night and Christmas Day with their other families. Mm. So, we're, you know, we're getting our stuff in a little early, so we're either going to do it the night before Christmas Eve, so, like, Christmas Eve Mm -hmm. Eve, or that morning before everyone leaves and goes right. home we'll you know do like presents and brunch and then and then everyone kind of like you know take off after that i'm gonna cause um, i got my i got my daughter a couple barbie dolls for christmas oh, okay yeah she's been bugging me about getting uh wanting some barbie dolls and she she wants a fucking uh barbie dream house i'm like ha, you're funny <laughs> no those are expensive Hundred and fucking fifty dollars for a goddamn Barbie dream house. No, thank you. I, yeah, I just, yeah, they're not cheap. They're not. They're really not cheap. Um, but uh, what else? Oh, um, new TV came in. Uh, basically, nice newer version of the of the one I already had. Um, okay. Instead of running on Android software, this one runs on Google software. And, like, Very nice. The two go hand in hand, but, like, you know, yeah. Google, Google has their own shit, too. Like, they got their own phones and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's... That, but, um, I know there was the, the Walmart on-brand TVs. Um, those, are, those are powered by Google. Yeah, yeah. So um, this one is another Sony Bravia, just like I had. You know, same. Uh, you know, like 4K HDR, uh, X1 processor, uh-huh. um, all that fun stuff. Uh, it was a little bit different. Like I had to go into settings and enable enhanced mode for each of the HDMI ports in order for 4K HDR to work. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, HDR would have been limited to 1080p. It's weird, but. One of the HDMI ports in this uh, supports a uh, PS5 feature called Auto Low Latency Mode, which basically, okay, um, if you it's a if you are plugged into the right port and you turn the feature on to automatic on the system, it will basically recognize any time you're playing a game and adjust the image to. Mm-hmm be the most to give you the best picture quality while simultaneously the least amount of input lag for gaming and mm-hmm. i gotta tell you i never really thought that that was the kind of thing i would ever notice a difference in mm-hmm. but i i kind of do um, okay i i because like input lag is like when you hit the button on the controller, how long it takes for the action to register on screen after you hit the button. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed sometimes, depending on the game or something, there will be a moment where, like, it ta- you know, it's barely noticeable, but there is, like, a split second of delay, you know? I don't know if you've ever noticed when you're playing something that maybe there's just, like, the, the tiniest amount of delay between when you hit the button and when the character actually does the shit on screen. You know, maybe like not even a half second, but like half a half a second, you know, to a little bit, kind of, um, well, this is completely absent that this feature makes that whole thing completely go away. It is mostly noticeable in, in first person shooters and stuff like that. Like games like Fortnite is definitely where you would notice input lag the most because it's a competitive shooter. Right. And if you're doing, like, a single-player cinematic game, like House of Ashes or some shit, you're not going to notice it. Okay. But, um, you know, even the quick-time events are, like, 
like generous enough to for it to not be super noticeable mm-hmm. but it, if it's bad enough it could throw you off on like you know like the heartbeat monitor sections and stuff Dude, like that i fucking hate so, those quick time events so like you know there's a reason that if you do festival mode in fortnite it, it has you like do a a a, a, a test a, a metronome test okay before you before you start it yeah, there's actually a feature in the Final Fantasy Rhythm game that I like, uh, Theatrium. Yeah. Where you, you hit the button to the, to the thing on the screen as it's going, mm-hmm. and it will, aut- it will automatically adjust the settings to accommodate for any input lag. Um, but that is not a worry with this, and I noticed when I, uh, when I started playing games on the PS5 with auto low latency mode turned on, mm-hmm. I noticed it, that like the responsiveness between my hand on the controller and the thing happening on screen mm-hmm. is inst- is instantaneous. Very it's like nice. it's not the kind of it's not the kind of thing I ever thought I would notice until. But now that I've seen it, mm-hmm. I, it's one of those things that like you know I I didn't notice the difference between thirty and sixty frames before, and now I do. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> so right, yeah. Um, yeah, one is noticeably smoother and more glossy. Uh, th- yeah, I noticed the difference here. I-, I noticed the difference here. It's instantaneous, and it's like, wow, that's amazing. I don't think I could ever go back. Like, right. <laughs> I've 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 never had such instantaneous input like this. And I also know I notice it too because. Like on the Xbox, mm-hmm. the buttons click. They make clicking noises when you push. And when I'm doing like my count sync for a Let's Play or something, mm-hmm. it's noticeable because you will hear the click of the button before you see the shit on the screen move. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but that is like gone on the PS5 with that feature on plugged into that port. It is so cool. I bet. Um, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Besides that, the TV's pretty much the same. This one doesn't have Dolby Vision for the apps, but it does have, like, a, a under-the-hood stuff going on that makes it basically the same. Nice. So Very nice. It's still, like, 4K HDR. Very so. nice. Um, so, yeah. That's basically everything. Um, so, I say we... Uh, Take our asses on over to the newsstand and see what's going on in the media. Sounds like a plan to me. If you miss a line in the game, you reset. You miss it on the track, you could die. All right there, everyone. Welcome to the Media Corner, the part of the show reserved for news, reviews, and recommendations. Um, Yes. And, uh... I'll uh, I'll start this one because I fresh on my mind. I just watched it earlier today. I checked out this Peacock exclusive movie by these uh, three young gentlemen known as Please Don't Destroy. They are a recent addition to the SNL cast. They do like digital short comedy videos. They're usually pretty funny. Um, they have a very Andy Sambergian type of humor. Okay, so they give you a, like a little bit of a, a, lo- a, a lonely island vibe without the music. Yes, but in like, um, yeah, yeah, it's very that. How to explain it? Like awkward situational humor. Okay. You know? Okay. And it, it kind of has like a '90s comedy vibe to it. Okay. Um, 
there's a lot of a lot of goofy over the top stuff there's like um like to give you an example like the <laughs> the movie <laughs> The movie opens with the three of them going to work and their car doesn't work. So they're like, oh, that's fine. We'll just rollerblade. And there's like a happy song playing and they're having a great day getting into a bunch of funny shenanigans with people along the way. And then they get to work and their boss, who is Conan O'Brien, yells at them for being three hours late. Oh, you shit. Know? Okay. So it's that kind of deal, you know. What did you, uh, would, the... you say it, would, would, would you say it uh, is, is comparable to like maybe Napoleon Dynamite? Yes. Yeah. Lot, <laughs> okay. There's, there's a lot of that, but it's not as dry. It's okay, not as cartoon. That's... It's not as cartoony as Napoleon Dynamite. That's it's fair. a lot more. It's a lot more slapsticky. It's a lot more. I would compare it to like yeah, a mixture of like Andy Samberg and Seth Green. Okay. Okay. Humor. Um. Like think like uh, without a paddle. Um. Or robot chicken maybe. No, 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 not not that kind of Seth Green humor. More of the like the uh, geeks lost in nature kind of. Okay, thing, so with that, yeah, like you said, without a paddle. Okay, okay, yes, I see. yeah, All right. that kind of that kind of ordeal and like the comedy that ensues from those situations, like being chased by a hawk that doesn't fly, you know, uh, <laughs> and other other stupid shit like that, accident accidentally upon a cult in the middle yes. of the woods, okay. you know, sh- the shenanigans that ensue from this kind of weirdness. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of like slapstick stupidity and yes. stuff like okay. that. Okay, all right. Um... <laughs> And uh, Bowen Yang, also from SNL, is in this. Is the cult leader is pretty good. Okay. Uh, there's a, f- a few other familiar faces. Dustin from Stranger Things makes a appearance in the movie as well. All right. Um, but the the basic setup here is that like this guy's two friends are like starting to move on with life and like do their own things, and he misses the old days, you know, um, and how things used to be. So he's like. You know, guys, let's go find that treasure that we never found as kids. You know, the one that's hidden in the forest. Like, we got the compass for it. Let's finish the job, you know? It's got, like, maybe a little Goonies vibe to it there. Okay. Um, I can get down with that. uh, I need to watch that. This is all about just, like, them, like, kind of, like, trying to rekindle their friendship through this adventure. But along the way, they have to deal, you know, with the the goofy shit, you know, like the hawk and these park rangers that are trying to beat them to the treasure and, you know, the cult and stuff like that. And it's very, very silly. It's only a 90-minute movie. It's not perfect there's a lot it's like really really stupid but it's also but it's also not bad like i was entertained um i would give it like a 7.5 would you say uh, that it's one of those out of 10 would you say it was it's one of those movies that you could just turn your brain off absolutely there is no thinking involved whatsoever in this you have me sold (laughs) this is like it's on my list I, dumbest I def- movies I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Look, you want to know what led me to watching this? I what wasn't was actually going to watch this at first. I was going to watch this movie on Netflix called Leo. It's an animated movie. I've with heard Bill, about this. Bill Burr and Adam Sandler, right? Okay, well, um, here's the thing. I started watching it. 
I got uh, about tw- 20 minutes in and I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't. I like Adam Sandler, but this is this this is trying this is trying too hard. This is I, I don't, or not hard enough. I couldn't tell. But like for me, the jokes didn't land. The songs were terrible, and the story was disjointed and all over the place. And that was just the first 20 minutes. So Jesus. I okay. Get into so it. all right. Yeah, and I. You know what? I just can't listen to Adam Sandler talk like he's got a mouthful of cotton the whole movie. <laughs> like, it's not... It, it, it's not like his but old that's, ones. That's like, that's... It's not like Billy Madison or something. It's like... He's like he's choking to death. In like, I don't know. It's something... his The voice he chose for the lizard in this in this movie annoyed me. So, I, I couldn't. Um... <laughs> I, I, I couldn't get through it. You know what? You will probably like it. I can't. Um, for me, it's though, on my I, list for I, sure. I, I knew I was in for a bad time when, like, the first song opens up and the kids are all talking about their first. They're they're getting ready for the summer or coming back from summer or whatever, and like none of the words rhymed and one kid's voice kept cracking and i was like oh no oh no <laughs> as a parent i can appreciate that <laughs> um so but anyways back to the s- slightly better movie that i actually <laughs> finished um no please don't destroy the treasure of foggy mountain is actually pretty good like if you like these guys shorts on snl which i do then you'd like this movie because it's basically like one disjointed sketch after another and there are some genuinely there are some genuinely funny lines in here it's for me it's not the situational comedy that makes me laugh and stuff like this it's the funny (laughs) one-liners like the 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 clever yeah the, the clever jokes that land you know um, and there was a good amount of those, you know, enough for me to, I'd give it like a 7.5. Not a bad first attempt at a movie, you know, they're no Lonely Island, but okay. you know what, I'd give them it, an it's, A for It's effort. on my list, so I'm definitely, you know? definitely have, um, definitely gonna have to check it out. I, I, I watched the trailer for it. It looks funny. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna shut my brain off. Yeah, I think you would like it. Uh, and, uh, and, and have a good laugh. <laughs> it it definitely feels like a throwback comedy. It feels like the kind of comedy that we grew up. That's with. awesome. Okay, you've got me sold. I'm sold. Like like late nineties, late nineties, early two thousands vibe. So uh, what do you got? Uh, I, I, uh, also fresh on my mind. I just uh just before recording this, um, I watched on Netflix. The Gran Turismo movie, and I see why it was nominated for uh, best adaptation uh, at the Game Awards. Okay, dude, this there's some heavy shit in this movie, but there's also some funny one-liners. Like fucking okay, so fucking Dave Harbor, fucking hilarious in this. Uh, during one specific part, um, he's training the the gamers that won the contest uh, in all in each of their countries, and he's he's training the gamers to 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 fucking drive for like an actual like legitimate race, but he's also pushing them to their limits like in every aspect like he's he's um actually um 
getting them out and running on their feet. And his he said something along the lines of, yeah, it's good to get out and, and stretch your legs. The last time you exercised this much was uh, when you went to the freezer to get a Hot Pocket. I'm like, oh, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> and if I recall, this is based on a true story, right? Of, like, yes, the it guy is. who actually became, like, um, and a, re- the... a real race car driver because of his skills with the game. And, yeah, and the uh, the guy the um, the guy that uh, created Gran Turismo is played by Orlando Bloom. Oh, nice! Yeah, okay. I thought that was pretty cool. He plays a game developer. Cool. Yeah. Um. So the way that this is structured and the vibe I got from the trailers is that this is technically a sports movie when you. When you think about it. When you really think about it, yes. But it is really, really good. It's like an underdog story type deal, you know? And his dad's a piece of shit. Right, yep, that's a sports movie. <laughs> his dad's no, a piece got, of shit. You got all your formula right there. <laughs> that's, all, that's the only part they were missing was the shitty abusive dad that doesn't root for him. Then he sees him on the TV and he's like, that's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> there's some heavy shit in this and I don't want to spoil anything um, so I'm going to let you watch this one and find out for it's yourself it's kind of hard to spoil sports movies especially when they're based on a true story spoiler alert they win <laughs> Like, I don't remember seeing anything about this part in the trailer is what I'm saying fair enough oh, okay fair enough fair enough <laughs> I um, yeah it's on my list I'm going to check it out it's good um, it's really fucking I like- good I like David Harbour and and Orlando Bloom. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's it's good. Yeah, you got a rating. I would give it a nine point five out of ten. Okay. Wow. It's that good, bro, dude. Like, I I really enjoy race car movies, and this this has got to be one of my like top three favorites. It's that good. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, so, let's see. I was trying to decide which way I wanted to do this. I think I'm going to just going to... I'm going to go ahead and do the Band-Aid rippage one. <laughs> and I am going to talk about the... Uh, well, it's recent news that the late and great Andre uh, Brower, Bauer, I, I can never pronounce that last name correctly, but Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine has passed away, the actor who oh, plays no. him. Um, he was also on um, The Wire, and he was like in Stephen King's movie The Mist. He played a small role. He's been in a bunch okay. of stuff. But a lot of people in recent years, if you didn't know him from The Wire, then you probably knew him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That was like... Yeah, that, that was to say, the first thing I saw him in was Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, that was what a lot of people know him from. Um, yeah, and that is very sad. I know that, like, mm-hmm. the, the cast was very close on that show. Yeah. Oh, so, no, absolutely. Um, they were They were on for how many seasons? Uh, I care. I think the show lasted ten seasons total, and they before they wrote like an actual ending. Um, I think it was ten seasons because like it was on Fox, and then Fox canceled it, and NBC picked it up and finished it. So yeah. Um, 
I think ten seasons. I could be wrong, but and when you somewhere in that uh, ballpark, and like 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 we've like we've talked about before, when 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 shows are on for like so many seasons, they they're they just they're they become more than just a cast, like a, a mm-hmm. family, like Supernatural yeah, yeah. or Friends. Or even the yep. cast of, of um, like a lot of like the Disney old old like '90s Disney sitcoms, <laughs> and the the cast of the Fast and Furious movies, right. whether they like it or not. Right. Yeah, <laughs> Be- yeah. Because you know Dom Toretto, he's all about fab, right? <laughs> With a capital F. Um, but yeah, it is sad. I, I, the, you know, that one hurt when I saw that. I was like, "No, not I, Captain Holt." I, I need to go back and do a rewatch of Brooklyn Nine Nine because I don't even, I, I don't think I made it to the any of the uh, the the later seasons. I think I, I don't think I made it past like season two or three. Oh yeah, the the stories get so good. They deal with a lot of social issues in tasteful ways. There are characters that build relationships with each other and even get married mm-hmm. as the show goes on. It is fantastic and when they move over to nbc they start getting a little more risque with the jokes you know kind of like when as they should because fox is a bunch of pages <laughs> like when uh, american dad moved to tbs yeah Exactly, because Fox is a bunch of pansies. Yeah, they, st- they still let Family Guy get away with stuff. But you know what's crazy? Next year, Family Guy is moving from Sunday nights to Wednesday. I think it's either Tuesday or Wednesday nights to make room for a new show on the Sunday slot. Really? Yep. Okay. Now, this this could be the end for old Family Guy, because that's usually a sign of being put out to pasture at that point. Like, I mean, the- they... Seth MacFarlane's also working on the Ted show for Peacock. Yeah, he hasn't been directly involved in Family Guy outside of doing voices for like the past five or six years. Ever since That's he fair. started, ever since he started working on the Orville, he handed the show over to Alex Sorkin. Do you think um, he'll ever uh, he'll ever get back involved with it if they if they decide to end it and if they do a movie? I mean, he's still involved. What I'm saying is, he's not a writer anymore. The uh, well. Better question. Do you think he would get, um, do you think he would be, be open to being a writer for a Family Guy movie? I would hope so. Uh, me too. I would hope so. <laughs> me too. If, gonna, if they would end it that way, but, but yeah, anyways, um, so that's, uh, you know, I put this, th- this is a great loss. I put this one up there with like, Carrie Fisher and Adam oh, West. No, absolutely. Speaking of Family Guy, you know, in terms, I mean, and granted, like Andre here, he didn't have his credits weren't extensive as theirs by any means, but I feel like the time that he did have on screen left just as much of an impact absolutely. for the people who watched him. Mm-hmm. You know, for for ten whole seasons of Brooklyn Nine Nine, he was um, he was TV's stern, cranky gay grandfather. You pretty you know? much. <laughs> You know, uh, we loved him. We loved him so much. He was like Andy's character in that show. He was like a father figure. Yeah. Him. Oh no, absolutely. You know? I, I get. I gathered that. Uh, so, oof. It's a little. It's a little warm in here. I, I, <laughs> no, it it does make you emo- emotional talking oh, about the losing. No, the absolutely. Great and it was just it was just health <clears throat> complications. Damn. Just, 
you know, that, that he wasn't even, I think he was in his 60s, so he wasn't mm. that old, but, you know, it's still sad yeah. to see him go. But it happens yeah. to the best of us. Uh, um. So. So. What else you got? I don't know how else to uh, just segue into it uh, uh, for that, but. I'll I'll just go off and say Sarah and I we've been doing these virtual watch parties for a while now. It's with her living in Iowa. It's uh, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of hard, but to make it work, we 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 to to spend time with each other. We we uh we we do we do we we try to make it work by doing virtual watch parties and. There will even be some times where we will prepare our together at the same time uh, so that we could sit down and eat together. But we watched a movie on Hulu <clears throat> the other night, um, and it was called uh, Mary Kiss Cam. And with her and I both being hockey fans, I figured this would be perfect. It's... A romantic comedy about this uh, couple, this this artist. Uh, she uh, she 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 stumbles into uh, this hockey bar uh, on a whim, and she sits down at the bar and starts sh- striking up a conversation with the owner. Now the owner um, is a huge hockey fan and there's in, in the town in Minnesota that they, that they reside in. Uh, there's a college hockey team called the Bulldog. And she wrote down her name and she drew like a small, like picture of him uh, on the backside of one of the coasters they have at the bar and he went and he went looking on social media for her this girl and he found her she's a local uh artist and she's kind of a big deal and he sends her a message um inviting her on a date to a hockey game now this hockey team is on a losing streak and they have absolutely no hope whatsoever. And in the third period of the game, uh, they're, they do the, the kiss cam thing. And the last kiss cam that is up there is these two. And Mind you, this is their first date. And when you're put on kiss cam, you're kind of put under a certain kind of peer pressure that you're kind of forced into making the decision to kiss the person next to you, unless that's your brother or sister. Cause that's just weird. <laughs> um, well, that won't stop some hockey fans. You're not wrong though. Okay. So <laughs> one thing about hockey, one thing about hockey fans is hockey fans. And I can attest to this. Hockey fans are hockey fans are serious about when it comes to superstitions. Now, they kiss, and this kiss cam, 
And the next thing you know, they're scoring and winning the game. So, and she comes back for another game. And they do the same thing. And it happens again. They win again. So at this point, the fans at the game are starting to come up with this superstition that these two have to be at every game in order for this team to win and then be on the kiss cam. It's cute. It's a really cool movie. And I am a sucker for a, rom- a good romantic comedy. It almost felt like a lifetime movie. Mm, Hallmark. Yeah. Hall- yeah. Hall- oh, yeah. Uh, no, lifetime. Oh, it's the same thing for me. <laughs> uh, lifetime Hallmark. Yeah. Same. It felt, it felt like it felt like a Hallmark movie. Um, but no, it was Lifetime cute. is the channel where you see Hallmark Christmas movies, and Hallmark is the channel where you see Lifetime Christmas movies. That's fair. I mean, they they just added of uh, they just added the 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 Grumpat Christmas movie to Disney Plus uh, earlier in this month, or earlier no, that was last month. They added that to Disney Plus last month at the towards the beginning of November. So correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't like. Uh superstition it's like in sports it's not exclusive to hockey fans right like because there's a lot of like you know like when the football game comes on certain teams certain people have like these rituals they have to do and stuff every like i'm thinking too of hockey fans are on a different different level with their superstitions well, you know, like in Sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie Charlie has the green man suit, and he has to wear it and do all the things mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that the to make sure that his team wins. You know, the Eagles won't win unless he wears the green suit and does all his things. Like it's his superstition. Hockey fans you know, are uh, on a different level when it comes to superstitions. Like one of my one of my superstitions I, I guess... for like the because I'm a because I, I I'm I'm a Blackhawks fan and. I am like what like whenever my team enters into the um the playoffs I cannot trim or even so much as sh- I cannot shave or so much as trim any hair on my face. <laughs> so I, I like my beard will go end of the playoffs as long as um, uh, as long as we are in the playoffs, I won't even trim my my, my mustache. Being that's my superstition. I guess that is a little different. There's a difference too between superstitions and rituals. Uh, the, yeah. they can go. They can go hand in hand, though. Sometimes. Oh yeah, begets, absolutely, they can. One begets the other more mm-hmm. often than not. Yep. Um. So, what would you rate this movie? Ah, uh, I give it. it you know. It's a cute holiday movie. I would say there was some heavy there was some heavy stuff in it, so I would I give it an I give it a solid eight. Probably being generous, okay. considering it's just a holiday movie. So that's also our that's also our our topic of discussion here. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. It was good. I liked it. Okay. All right, well, the next thing I'm going to talk about here, I'm cheating a little bit, but it's a twofer. This is, um, so, uh, I recently watched both season seven of Big Mouth and and season two of Human Resources. Human Resources is a spinoff show of Big Mouth. So, 
Um, mm. I feel like I have to explain this a little bit because some people like this is an Emmy nominated show for a reason, and I know sometimes people hear about it and they're like, "Oh, isn't that that sex show about the kids going through puberty? Gross!" You know, that's like, yeah, but that's kind of like saying BoJack Horseman is just a show about a depressed horse. It's a lot more new. <laughs> it's it's a lot more nuanced than that. You know, like yeah. I mean, it is that. It is exactly that, but it's also more than that. It's way more than that. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. um, sometimes boiling things down to their simplest version of what they are does them no justice. You really have to, like, dig deep and look at the picture beyond the picture, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And Big Mouth is one of those cases because, yes, in the beginning it is a very nasty-ass, raunchy show about middle schoolers going through puberty. And their mm-hmm. puberty is represented by these hormone monsters that, like, you know, encourage them to do nasty sex shit because they're always horny. But right. It's a metaphor. The monsters aren't real, at least not as far as we're concerned. It's it's complicated, but that's what the spin-off show is about, human resources. It deals with all of the creatures that deal with humanity's problems and emotions working at like an office type situation. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that they are the the person that they're working with their client is the only one who can see them and talk to them but they are all Makes visual sense. they are all visual representations of um different things so you have logic rocks you have mm-hmm. anxi- anxiety mosquitoes depression kitty the hormone <laughs> monsters the shame wizard the addiction angels um the love bugs the hate worms um okay yeah, they represent a lot of different things. Uh, there's this one that's just a sweater, and his name is Keith. Keith from Grief. <laughs> okay. He's Keith from Grief, and he, he shows up when people need to grieve, and he's a big sweater that you can hug. You know, that's it's awesome. like. So, yeah, so the show starts off being about things like puberty and the changes that go through that. And it is basically, even though it's like an adult cartoon, it mm-hmm. is the, the target demographic is like the teenagers that are going through the changes the show's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, anyway, as the show evolves, it starts also kind of digging into the parents' lives. Like one character's mom discovers that she is a lesbian and she, you know, has, like, divorces the dad and that becomes a whole thing, you know, and the the adults have their own invisible creatures, too. It's not just the kids. The adults have them, too. And they help them, or at least try to help them get through these things. This will probably Um, hit too too much for a home for me. Fucking shit. (laughs) Um, it's like, I mean, the, the show, I mean, is really like crazy, like crazy horny. Like it is like, like at least 60% of the jokes are about sex Christ. Like, okay. in the newer seasons. I've but, seen a few episodes. You know I've like, seen a few episodes here and there. I, I haven't watched the full, I haven't watched the whole thing, but I have seen a few episodes. And some of it is like. Some of it is like straight up nasty, like oh my, like I can't believe they went. No, that I far believe it. Crazy, but uh, but like like the thing is, you know me, I'm like borderline asexual. I don't care about much of this. Like the you know lo- sex jokes are like very lowbrow for me mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like, um, but like. They dive into that kind of stuff, too. It's not just about that. They deal with, like, there's one character named Mm -hmm. Missy. She's African-American. And they do a whole episode about her because, you know, she's 
she grows up very white and proper and all that, and she goes to visit her cousins down, you know, in the like the suburban areas, mm-hmm. and they make fun of her for not being right. more like them. And the whole episode, the whole episode is about code switching, where uh, you know black people have to quote unquote talk white or put on their customer service voice in order to fit mm-hmm. in in certain situations, or or vice yeah. versa, you know, or like. You know, if they sometimes their black friends will make fun of them for not being mm-hmm. black enough. You know, and they do a whole episode about that. They do an episode about body image issues where characters are like, you know, they're like, oh, my my belly's too big, my boobs are too small. You know, I, I'm not happy with my body. And they, you know, they do they do a whole like song and dance number about how everyone is beautiful and stuff. Okay, like that. it's very. F- it's a very, very forward-thinking show, regardless of all the other shit that it does. Okay. Um, there is an entire episode dealing with feeling shame and feeling ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. There is um, there is an episode all about asexuality, and, like, they dig into, like, is it normal for for people who are asexual to still feel pleasure. Okay. You know, and stuff like that. And they talk about that kind of stuff. And I think it's like it's a lot of it's very important talking points for, you know, kids who are around the same age of the show who are discovering yeah. themselves. You know, for the first time. Plus it's got a phenomenal cast. It's got Nick Kroll, it's got uh Jason what's his nuts, the crazy guy, um Monsazukas or whatever. Um it's got um John Mulaney, it's got Fred Armisen and Maya Rudolph in it. Um, Maya Rudolph plays the hormone Monstress, one of the one of the creatures. Yeah. Um, and then when you and then in Human Resources, it goes even further. You've got Randall Park, A.D. Bryant, okay. Kiki Palmer, um, uh, Hugh Jackman. He plays the Addiction Angel Dante. Um, where do you f- where where can you find Human Resources at? Um, on Netflix as well. It's a spinoff of Big Mouth. It started okay. Like, see, okay. there's there's only two seasons of Human Resources and seven seasons of Big Mouth, and they gotcha. do they do kind of tie in. Like season one of Human Resources introduced a character called Petra the Ambition Goblin. She shows up whenever a human starts feeling ambitious and want to like get shit done. She's like a very business type, and. She okay. ends up showing up in an episode of season seven of Big Mouth where Andrew, uh, because of an injury, has to give up masturbation for a while. And he starts oh, like geez. putting he starts putting all of his free time into like, you know, like actually getting good grades and shit at school. And like the uh-huh. ambition and like his dad finally starts showing him love. And he's like, what was that? And then the ambition goblin shows up and she's like, that's love. And you want more of it, don't you? <laughs> you know? And <laughs> so it's just like, you know, and they do a whole song and dance number. The songs on that show fucking kick ass too, by the way, that's another thing I like about it. Like it's okay. got really, really good songs. Um, and they got a lot of famous people in them. Megan, the stallion did a song in season seven for it um, okay yeah and in season seven they deal with the kids leaving middle school and going to high school and all the changes that come along with that and how that can be a scary time of your life right and again it's not just the kids one of the characters their coach coach steve is he's got some mental issues uh, maybe mm-hmm. some schizophrenia but he is dealing with the fact that all of his students are leaving and moving on to a new school, and it makes him feel sad and lonely too. I don't know. You know? Teachers get teachers will get attached to their students, um, exactly uh, over the course of the school year, and then oh, that's a that's mm-hmm. a real thing. 
Yeah, and like, um, you know, sometimes the characters, like, manifestations of things like their anxiety and stuff. Like, I like how anxiety is a little mosquito that buzzes around and tells you a bunch of worrying shit. Like, that is such a clever metaphor. I... That's why I like the show, because the metaphors for the emotions and shit the humans feel are fucking spot on. And Logic is a, a, a rock person, like Logic is your rock. Some of mm-hmm. them they do just so they can be puns, like Gratitude is represented by a toad and they call him Gratitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's, a, that's, 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 that's clever. Some of them are just puns, though. Like, the love bug is an actual bug, and it, like, glows when someone falls in love. But what I think (laughs) is really cool and really clever is that the love bug can turn into a hate worm. When someone starts feeling hate for someone they once loved, they, the love bug, their love bug will actually turn into, like, a snake, evil snake-like creature. Like Um, a danger noodle or a, uh, a a nope rope. Yeah, basically. Okay. Um, All right. but yeah, I think it's and you know, and that's what human resources about the spin-off show is about okay. all of these these different creatures, you know, and they get to the the tube comes down and they're like, Oh, I got a new client and then they go down to Earth and they're like, Hi, I'm your love bug, I'm your logic rock, I'm your ambition goblin. <sighs> you know. Okay. I showed up I showed up because of some big change in your life, so I'm gonna be helping you through it. You know. Um so the two shows they go together like that. And take it from someone who I like to me, sex jokes are like lowbrow toilet humor, like bottom of the barrel for me. And mm-hmm. that is a, a lot of what Big Mouth has going for it. Oh, no, but absolutely. If if I can get past that mm-hmm. and see the better aspects of it than anyone can. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So I, a strong recommend for both of those shows because they are not exactly what they look like on the surface. There's a lot more nuance to them. No, I, I actually, I have, I've, I've watched a couple of few episodes of Big Mouth and I, I, I enjoyed it. It's just, I, I kind of like, I kind of fell off of it. I just need to get back on it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. That in human resources, if you do seize you, um, don't start human resources until you're in season six of Big Mouth. Gotcha. Uh, okay. They kind of go hand in hand. So makes sense at that point. It's like arrow and flash. Okay. Um, but all right, you got, uh, one last thing for us? I do, and this is some pretty exciting stuff, considering we, uh, just did our, uh, uh, review of, uh, Saw X, uh, a little while ago. Um, they have officially announced a 11th Saw film coming out next year. I am yeah, excited September for this. September 24th, or no. Yeah. yeah, Septem- yeah I'm, September I'm, something. September Maybe something, not 20, yeah. 24 is the, is the year, but yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm, I'm curious as to if this is going to be another, like, prequel movie. Like, if is this going to take place between 2 and 3? Like, Saw X took betwe- place between 1 and 2? It looks like they're keeping the Roman numeral style too. Like they're going yeah. for for eleven, it's XI. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting. This is exciting. Yeah, this is this is exciting stuff. I'm 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 here for it. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where they go from here. Uh, yeah, whether or not it's another in between story, or if they continue, you know, with the with Doctor Gordon or mm-hmm. whatever. Down yeah. the line, or or Logan from Jigsaw, it mm-hmm. could be 
one of them, or even the the guy from um, Spiral. Uh, yeah, no, they, that would be they, that'd, that'd be another that that's another possibility. They could very well be continuing to branch out into the like cult of Jigsaw followers type scenario yeah. where there's. You know, there there different people, different copycat killers are popping up throughout the country. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, represented by that spiral. So, yeah. I w- I wonder if they're just going to expand the lore, or if they're going to bring us back to John and Amanda. You know, maybe because they kind of struck gold with Saw X. It was like oh, it was the so ref- good. The refresh the series needed for a lot of people, and oh, absolutely, I don't know, it was it, so good. I feel like it would be wasted potential not to keep going with that. But did you know Tobin Bell is 80 years old? Holy shit. And he's like, and look at him go. Man, the man looks good for 80. He's still going. Like, he's. Yeah. He's still got it. That's crazy. And he played, like, a central role in the last movie. Like, the main character. He was, like, Mm -hmm. in the whole thing. That was another departure from the rest of the franchise. Usually we had split between, like, the trap plot, the cop plot, and some, you know, Jigsaw moments. Mm -hmm. No, it was all Jigsaw. Yeah, that movie was all John. Yeah. Sure was. Sure was. So, yeah. uh, Good to know that we're getting another one so soon. Seems like it'll be the same people. By the way, if you haven't seen it yet, definitely watch the kill count for Saw X from Dead Meat. No, uh, I have not seen that yet. Honestly, I haven't really really touched any of the kill counts that you've sent me. I'm going to be completely honest. I've had a lot going on. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. This is this one's a good watch though because the kill counts. I mean, it's not just a recap of the movie, but they show you a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Too. Oh, sweet so, shit! Yeah, I'll have to I'll yeah have to check it out at some point. That's one of the main reasons to watch them and to hear the jokes and stuff that That's <laughs> that James makes. That's fair. Um, I usually use them as a refresher when I'm like you know trying to get into a like watch like the seventh movie in a franchise and I want to rewatch the first six. You know. Mm-hmm. Just watch the kill counts instead. Way easier. Yeah. But all right. Well, that is the news, reviews, and recommendations. Uh, mm-hmm. Just for a recap, we talked about. Um, Please don't destroy the treasure of Foggy Mountain. Available on Peacock. Uh, mm-hmm. Gran Turismo movie available yes. on Netflix. So good. Um, R.I.P. to uh, Andre uh, Bauer. Which uh, new information, by the way, it was lung cancer. Um, Oh shit! That, that, that did him in, yeah. Damn. Okay. Um. So, um, rest in peace, Captain Holt. Yep. And um, you talked about what was that Kiss Cam movie? Again? Mary Kiss Cam. Yeah, it was Mary Kiss Cam. It's available on Hulu. If you're into, if you're into like Hallmark type romantic comedy Christmas movies, it was actually really good. And then Big Mouth and Human Resources are both available on Netflix. And, of mm-hmm. course, Saw 11 is coming at you in theaters next year. Yes. All right. Well, let's uh, put on our Santa caps and move on over to that their um, topic ho, of ho, holiday ho. movies and such. <laughs> let's go. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. Okay, everybody, here we are. Merry holidays and all that. It yes. is the holiday special. Mm, and of course, the topic yes. is all of your cheery ass, 
movies and shows and specials and stuff that is all Christmas and Christmas adjacent type things. Anything and, and everything having to do with Christmas. The yeah, where the um the old, the new, and the all over the place. Mm-hmm. I want to start. I want to start with just like the traditional animated Christmas specials, like just like the the short cartoons that are based off of classic songs, like Frosty the Snowman, Frosty and the Rudolph. Snowman, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, the uh, one where the elf wants to be a dentist. Um, <laughs> one of my all time, like, and then we got the claymation ones, like the year without a Santa. Claus. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That, yep, that's what I'm talking about. That and like, you know, I'm Mister Heat Miser. I'm Mister Sun. Yes, know, yes, um, love that shit. And uh, what was it? The Island of Misfit Toys. Yep, as mm-hmm. well. That was another really yeah. good one. Those claymation oh, ones. Yes. Uh, then we yes. got the, uh, the Frosty wasn't wasn't claymation, but it was like hand drawn animation. But that was a good one too. Um, still in the classics, still in the classics what? category. But um, there's another animated short film that uh, has a a book uh, based. Uh, it, it's based off of Doctor Seuss's "How the Grinch Stole Christmas." Oh, yeah, of course, of course. You can't talk about animated can't Christmas for, movies without talking about, about the that. Can't forget about yeah. the Grinch. And I was definitely going to talk about it because of the live-action Jim Carrey movie, mm-hmm. too. Um, yes. And the fact that there was, like, a, a Grinch um, video game. There was a video game based there was. on the Jim Carrey movie. Yeah, I actually uh, I played a little bit of that when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I remember it, too. It was so much fun. Uh, Whenever he'd take damage, he'd go, ow! Uh-huh. <laughs> sure would. I remember mm-hmm. oh, those old-ass like Disney game, like movie games, are so weird and great. Oh, yeah. um, that was a DreamWorks movie, I think, though. I think DreamWorks takes care of the no. Dr. S- Dr. Seuss adaptations. No. Yeah, because they, no. they did Horton Hears Universal. Who, they did the Lorex. Universal. Universal. It's oh, Universal. That, yeah. And I only know this because there is... At Universal Studios Orlando, there is a, a completely a complete area dedicated to Dr. Seuss. And Universal Studios is famous for around the holidays hosting the Grinch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's there's somebody dressed up as the Grinch in the style of Jim Carrey's Grinch. So they did okay. So they did that one. Yes, yes, but, they did. Um, um, a lot of the uh, animated ones were, um, I think. Oh, what was the? I'm gonna kick myself. There was the the Grinch. That was voiced by um, Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay. Oh. Is that like uh was that like the Illumination animated one like the newer one? Yes, that was the Illumination uh the Illumination animation, yeah. Okay. Cuz I was going to say if I remember correctly, most of like the animated like the computer like newer 3D computer animated Dr. Seuss movies are either DreamWorks or Illumination like yeah. Horton Hears a Who and the Lorax. The Lorax. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
Which also, Horton Hears the Who, wasn't that another Jim Carrey one? Steve Carell was the Who, but wasn't the elephant Jim Carrey in that, I think? Um, and the Lorax was Danny DeVito. Yes, the Lorax was Danny DeVito. And uh, Horton, the elephant, was voiced by none other than Jim Carrey. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Yep. Yep. That's what I. All right. I believe um, so. Let me let me fact check those... that real quick. Let me fact check that real quick. While you're doing that, circling back to the animated classics, um, I do believe yep, that there was, was uh, a an... Jim Carrey was Horton, and the mayor was voiced by uh, Steve Steve, Car- Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. Yep. Um, I do. Anyways, I was gonna say I do believe that there is a animated. Uh, Christmas special based off your favorite Christmas song, Grandma Got Run Over by a Yes! Radio. Yes, there sure was a, there was a movie based on that song. There was definitely a cartoon. Uh, I think it was like, I think they aired it on Cartoon Network a lot, actually, during their, like, weekend movies around this time of year. Um, um, speaking of which, I think there was an Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas special. I believe so. I, if not, I know that they had an entire Christmas album uh, dedicated to uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had their own Christmas album. Yep. Um, which, funny enough, so did South Park, although it was all joke songs. Right. But, yeah, it was... They mm-hmm. did have one. Yeah, um, they did. You know, dreidel, 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 I made you out of clay. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Mr. Hanky. The Christmas <laughs> poo, okay. don't be scared, he <laughs> comes from you. <laughs> um, yes. Uh... If we're talking about like um, TV sitcom anime uh, animated TV sitcom Christmas specials, though, uh, my favorite will always be the Brian and Stewie Family Guy episode "Road to the North Pole," mm-hmm. where they where Stewie goes to confront Santa, and they find out that he's basically just like on his deathbed because he can't keep up with production anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, it's a good one. It's an hour long special. The DVD version is even longer with extended scenes mm. and. Uh, it's got two great songs in it. Um, it's by far one of my favorites. Um, do you have any um, favorite uh, episodes of a TV show that's not, you know, it's not a Christmas show, but they have Christmas episodes. You know, they have uh, a Christmas special in there somewhere. You know, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Did Supernatural do one? I don't. I, I don't think so. I don't think they did. They might have. I'm gonna they, rapid fire. They, th- they might have. I'm not sure. I'm gonna rapid fire through a list here. Just stop. I was gonna say. I know. These... I know. The Big Bang Theory did a few Christmas episodes. They they did. So I'm gonna rapid fire through a quick list here. Just stop me if any of these sound familiar to you. So <clears throat> okay, Friends season seven episode ten, the one with the holiday armadillo. Um, Mad Men. I have not gotten that far into Friends yet, so I have not seen that episode yet. So okay. there's that. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Yeah. You um. You only uh. 
Yeah, just yeah, like I said, just stop me if any of them sound familiar. I'm just going to go through them quickly. Right. Um, Mad Men season five, episode ten, Christmas Waltz. The Office season two, episode ten, Christmas Party. Ted Lasso. Oh, that one was good. Okay, you seen that one? Okay. Uh, yep. Sarah and I have been watching a lot of The Office, um, doing like virtual watch parties and shit. Okay. Yeah, we've we we made it. Th- we're we're in season three of The Office now. See, I did see that one. That one's that one was actually pretty funny. And All very right. cringe, <laughs> as course. most of the as as most of the episodes are. Yeah, yeah, it's that <laughs> that style of humor. Um, mm-hmm. very dry. Uh, Ted, yeah. La- Ted Lasso season two episode four Carol Carol of the Bells. Um, mm-hmm. how I how I met your mother season two episode eleven how Lily stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you seen that one or no? No, okay. I've, I've just, I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure yeah. if you'd seen How I Met Your Mother or not. Um, no, I have not seen that show. Okay. Uh, I hear, I hear a lot of people say it's like really, really good, like better than Friends. So I've heard good, some good things about it, especially with Neil Patrick Harris. Hmm. Uh, let's see, Gilmore <sighs> Girls season two, episode ten, the uh, Bracebridge Dinner, Doctor uh-huh. Who, a Christmas Carol, a twenty ten special, my okay. crazy ex girlfriend season one, episode eight. The episode is called "My Mom, Greg's Mom, and Josh's Sweet Dance Moves." Oh um, Jesus! Okay, Lizzie McGuire season two, episode twenty, Extreme Xmas. Um, okay, I, I have I, I I loved Lizzie McGuire growing up. Absolutely fucking loved it. I can't remember okay. the episode episode in detail, but I do remember that one. Okay. Uh, the X-Files Season 6, Episode 6, How the Ghost Stole Christmas. Ooh, okay. So. New Girl, Season 1, Episode 9, the 23rd. Mm. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, season six, episode thirteen. A very sunny Christmas. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's definitely up there. Yes. Uh, let's see. Boy Meets World, season five, episode eleven. A very Topanga Christmas. Again, I loved Boy Meets World when I was growing up. I remember the episode, but I don't remember it in detail. Okay, here's a good one. The Black Mirror episode, White Christmas. Now this I'm going to stop on because this is actually the episode that got me into the show. I didn't start at the beginning, and I'm glad I didn't because the very, very first episode of that show in the very first season is not a great introduction to it. So what happened was Dylan messaged me on Netflix, and he's like, yo, you got to watch the Black Mirror episode, White Christmas. It's got John Hammond in it. He messaged you on Netflix? On on Facebook, <laughs> he, you know what? In the future, maybe. Um, but like, he, and maybe someone's listening to this podcast from a smart fridge in Best Buy, or <laughs> maybe <laughs> this Facebook post brought to you by my thermostat. Right. Oh. <laughs> So anyways, so Dylan messages me on Facebook, and he's like, you gotta watch this episode of uh, Black Mirror called White Christmas. It's got John Hamm in it, and it's a lot like Soma. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I get to watching it, and, like, there's this part where this lady basically has a 
uh, a clone, a copy of her consciousness made, and that consciousness is uploaded into a home security device. And that version of her that's in that home security device is like, um, thinks that she's the real version of her and that she's been trapped inside this thing, but she's just a copy. And it's like, really fucked up because she basically made a clone of herself with the idea of turning it into a home appliance like oh jeez yeah black mirror is really really messed up it's like basically a sci-fi horror thriller show about the okay. dangers of tech about the dangers of technology fair um, okay yeah, like, there's this one episode where your survival is based on your social media stats. Like, if you get too many dislikes, you will be publicly executed. Oh, jeez. Like, it's, it's, it's great. It's a fucking great show. I, you would love right. it. Um, it's, it's like a modern-day Twilight Zone. Like, all of the horror is based on technology and sci-fi shit. Okay. So, but yeah, Black Mirror, White Christmas, that's a great one to start with. Um... There was an episode of Lost called The Constant, an mm-hmm. uh, episode of Community called Abed's Uncontrollable Christmas. Mm-hmm. Oh, an episode of Seinfeld called The Strike. Uh, I was never a big fan of Seinfeld. He's got some really dry humor. and <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Whenever my mom would go to uh, her classes at Rock Valley... My uncle Kevin, rest in peace, um, would come over and he would keep an eye on my brother and I, and he would just take over the TV in the living room and he would all he would watch was Seinfeld. I'm like, <laughs> that's where I got that that that's where I watched a majority of my uh, of Seinfeld. I'm like, I don't think that this is funny. <laughs> So, uh, next one in li- next one in line is uh, season two, episode ten of Glee, a very Glee Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, season four, Will and Grace, Jingle Balls. Oh, um, that that's fitting. That's a fitting title for that show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a very horny show. <laughs> very. Um, the Mindy Project, season two, episode eleven, Christmas Party, Sex Trap. Okay. Um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Season 3, Episode 10, Amends. Okay. Um, Downton Abbey, uh, Christmas at at Downton Abbey was just a special. Mm -hmm. The OC, the best Christmasica ever. Okay. Um, Blackish, Black Santa, White Christmas, Season 1, Episode 10. All right. Uh, 30 Rock, Christmas Special, Season 3, Episode 6. Uh-huh. 30 Rock, that's the one with, with Tina Fey and Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Uh, recorded in the same studio as SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically about what it's like to work at that studio. Makes more sense. Or less. It's the, yeah, it's like a fourth wall breaking thing. Right. Uh, Abbott Elementary, that's a newer show. Holiday Hookah, <laughs> Season 2, Episode 10. Okay. The Bear, that's a new one too. Sure is. Fishes, yes, se- I actually, Season 2, Episode 6. That's on my list uh of shows to watch on hulu that is definitely up there because jeremy allen white was in one of my all-time favorite shows shameless shout out uh but you know he's um he's become one of my favorite actors since watching shameless so that was a um 
that was just a quick fire list of some of the best Christmas specials. And oh, of course, we can't uh, forget um, the Peanuts Christmas special. Oh, yeah, no, can't forget the Whippy Little Tree. Can't forget the, cannot forget good old Charlie Brown. Yes, of course. It's always fun. All right. Let's uh, I have let's talk Christmas movies. This is you the know, big one. I have an idea. First of all, let's get something out of the way real quick before anything else. Okay. Die Hard, Christmas movie or not? No. And I know that's a hot take. I agree. That's a hot take. Not. Because here's my thing. I am a Christmas fanatic. And from what I was able to gather from Die Hard it takes place on Christmas it is mm-hmm. missing all of the elements that your normal traditional Christmas movie has like it, it, it they've got the the main focus of the movie is supposed to be Christmas whether it be something like uh, uh, here's an example. One of my all-time favorite Christmas classics, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. There's that. There's also mm-hmm. uh, just. I'm gonna wrap it. That poor cat. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to rapid fire a list of examples. Uh, let's see. Uh, a Christmas Story. Uh, How Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, let's see. Um... Four Christmases was another really good one. That's not a classic, but that's another another uh, another example of a Christmas movie. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. I I love the movie. It's a classic, mm-hmm. but not a Christmas. No, not definitely a Christmas not a Christmas movie. movie. Uh, and we can't have this place, topic. Uh, we cannot have this topic oop. without talking about Nightmare Before Christmas. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. You know, I think, yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas makes a great Halloween or Christmas mm-hmm. movie. A great anytime movie, really. Absolutely. But, like, as far as yes. holiday-specific, you know, it's interchangeable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what is another greatly debated, is it a Christmas movie or not, mm. um, is Tim Burton's uh, Batman Returns. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever seen which I don't think I ever saw that one. Maybe I have. I don't What's who's the villain in that in that one? Um I that's the one with Catwoman in it. Um, nope, I don't think I ever saw that one. That's Michael Keaton's uh Batman, right? It might be. Okay. I'm trying to remember. I'm pulling out my memory banks here. It, let's see, it came out in 1992. Okay. And it was, was it Keaton? I can't remember. It might have been. Uh, Penguin. I think Penguin was the villain in this one. The Danny DeVito Penguin. I did see bits and pieces of that when I was younger. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This was the one with Penguin. Okay. I think that's why. I think that's why. Yeah. Because I'm looking at the trailer now, and if you look, they got like it, there's snow all over Gotham. They got Christmas trees decorating the streets and shit. And there's like, and it, you know, Penguin has actual penguins working for him. Mm. So yeah, and there's like 
Batman pops out of a giant present. They did a lot of Christmassy shit with it. Again, though, I... I, I I don't know if that means it's a Christmas movie. No, no, it, <laughs> it's 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 all in all a superhero movie <laughs> that just happens to take place at Christmas yes. time, right? Because you know, because when you muddy those waters, you could technically say that the Disney Plus show Hawkeye is a Christmas show because it takes place at Christmas, mm-hmm. like. Um, Quite literally, New York has the giant-ass Christmas tree downtown, that, and there's a whole fight surrounding it in one of the episodes. And if I'm not mistaken, if I, I could be wrong, uh, I think they have it listed under the holiday collection on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, just because it takes place around that time. See, like, yeah, I think when it comes to, like, holiday stuff, you have your you're solidified like Christmas movies where Christmas is the main theme. Yeah. But then you also have what I'm gonna what I'm gonna call Christmas adjacent movies. Uh-huh. Movies that aren't aren't Christmas themed but they take place at Christmas time. Yes. So watching watching them around that time still feels right because the image on the screen matches the one in real life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It so it still kind of fits in a way. Um but yeah, I separate them that way too. No. You know? Um, I, I think that, I think that Die Hard is an outlier though, and that it is neither a Christmas nor Christmas adjacent movie and that it is just an action movie that takes place on Christmas. I want to pull something yeah. out of my back pocket here real quick. And I know this might be a hot take, but, okay. um, this movie came out 20 years ago and I would consider it a classic because it came out so long ago. But it came out. Yeah. Will Ferrell's Elf. Yeah. Well, when I think Christmas movies, that's probably one of the first ones that come to mind. <laughs> Buddy the Elf. And fun fact about this movie: uh, one of the elves in the workshop is played by none other than I forget the dude's name, but. I know him as Ralphie from uh, A Christmas Story. Oh, okay. Yeah, he made a cameo in that movie. I thought that was pretty cool. You shoot your eye out and all that. I love that movie so much. Also, the most uh, one of my most anticipated Christmas movies that I had that came out a couple years ago. It was a direct continuation of um a christmas story it was and it it premiered on uh, at the time it was hbo max before max changed their name you know the one to watch um a christmas story christmas a majority of the cast came back and to reprise their roles and uh, this one is this there was some there was some heavy stuff in this movie and th- there was a lot of callbacks to like I triple dog dare ya. No, there was a lot of callbacks and there was there was a it was it, towards the beginning there was there was there was a bit of an emotional uh, upset I, I I would call um one of the main characters from the original movie. Uh, is no longer with uh, with us. I think actually in real life too. Okay. 
Remind me, did Dumb and Dumber take place on Christmas? Ooh. Ooh. That's a good question. I, see, I seem to remember Snowy Mountains at the end of the movie. But I don't that remember. could have just been like, where they were. I don't remember. Did you ever see the Netflix animated movie Klaus? Klaus K-L-A-U-S. I heard good things about it. I haven't no, seen it. No, but I am going to piggyback off that and uh, talk about the Christmas Chronicles movies. Oh, okay. The Christmas Chronicles movies are... Uh, Oh, man. Christmas Chronicles 1 and 2 are both Netflix original movies. Great, great movies. Edge of Your Seat, action-packed. Love every second of both of them. Okay, I have not seen these. These are good, and I highly recommend them to anybody who loves a good Christmas movie. Have you ever seen the Seth Rogen comedy The Night Before? Yes, I have, and I, I love it. I do believe I do believe that counts. Um, now, I'm gonna I'm gonna also mention this. This one's a, a Hanukkah themed movie, but it's a holiday movie, and I can't go without talking about Eight Crazy Nights. Oh yeah, the Adam <laughs> Sandler one. Yes, I love it. Love it. One of my all time favorite holiday movies. Yeah, such a weird movie. <laughs> so funny. Um, do you remember the um, Michael Keaton family Christmas comedy Jack Frost where he turns into a snowman? Yes, yes, I do remember WB that movie. movie. I loved that. That was a that was actually a bit of a tearjerker for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jack Frost was really good. I loved it. In fact, I think I might oh. have it on DVD somewhere. Love Actually was a Christmas movie. Yeah, actually, believe it or not, that, that was a love. Love Actually was a was a Christmas movie. I've never seen it, but I do know that for a fact it is a Christmas movie. Another okay. Christmas movie. Uh, it's got Ryan Reynolds in it. It's called Just Friends. Oh, yep. I, uh, mm, I actually that was saw another that. really good Christmas movie. It's so funny. I saw that on the list I was looking at here. It came out in 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, sure did. Um, let's see. Uh, Jingle All the Way, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and then you got Jingle All the Way 2 with Larry the Cable Guy. Deck that the was Halls. Actually Deck the, the Halls with Danny, DeVito, with Danny DeVito and Matthew Broderick. Yep. Another yep, really yep. good one was Christmas with the Cranks with Jamie mm-hmm. Lee Curtis and Tim Allen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then we okay. Speaking of Tim Allen, we can't talk. We can't have this topic without talking about the Santa Claus movies. Of course, the Santa Claus, and then the series, the Santa Clauses, a Disney Plus original. Yeah, and uh, Martin Short played Jack Frost in one of these Santa Claus movies. He I did. He did. Yeah, he was. That was uh, the Santa Claus Three: The Escape Clause. Yep, yep. Um, do you remember the uh, the the one where the animation was almost too realistic and it was like Uncanny Valley, uh, Tom Hanks, the Polar Express? Yes, that one. Polar Express. And dude, so... There's like some super massive games level character animation in that oh one. Oh no, abso-fucking-lutely. Um, I want to piggyback off of that and 
talk about something that they are no that Chicago is known for doing something around related to the Polar Express every year around Christmas. I don't know if they're doing it this year, but that is a, definitely something that eventually at some point I would love to do, but I'm not sure if it'll ever happen. We'll find it. We'll see. We'll so- see. Would you consider Edward Scissorhands a Christmas movie? No. Really? No, I would not. Interesting, because I did, I thought that Christmas played a big role in that movie. But it's not the, 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 it's not the main focus of the movie. Well, here's what the the description that in the li- like in this list I'm reading of like sixty movies that they consider mm. Christmas movies, they have this one in here, and their reasoning the what it says here is Johnny Depp's pale, leather suited, scissor handed Edward stands out from the colorful suburban Christmas time landscape of Tim Burton's 1990 fantasy, although. His story is one that ultimately proves perfectly in tune with the season's spirit of open-hearted inclusiveness. Okay, I could be. It's you know, it's been so long since I've seen, uh, since I've seen Edward Scissorhands, I think, so I could be wrong. I think the spirit. I think the spirit is there. It doesn't follow the Christmas movie formula. If you're talking about your cliche Christmas movie formula, no, but that, I that. think this. I think the spirit of Christmas is there. If, yeah, I I if, can agree if with Nightmare, that. It's if, been, if, if Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie, then this too, I think, might be. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That. That's. You know fair. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that one, I that one, I can give a pass in like a heavy Christmas. There's an overlap on that one. Can't forget the Christmas horror movie Black Christmas. Yeah, so I was gonna say uh, on the topic of Christmas horror movies and even like violent related ones. Mm-hmm. Since you mentioned David Harbor earlier in Gran Turismo, he's yes. actually in a new Christmas action movie called Violent Night. I um, need to watch that yet. I have not seen it yet, and I. I believe it's available on uh, to stream on uh, Amazon Prime included with Prime. Okay, okay, I could be. I'm down for that. Did okay? Did one of the seasons of Stranger Things take place around Christmas time? I'm gonna be I honest. Remember... I I have not gotten far enough into Stranger Things to confirm that, to confirm or deny right. that. I know you said you watched the first two seasons. I think, I can't remember. It's but it was so long ago. Well, maybe it's just I'm thinking because in the first season, Will's mother uses Christmas lights to communicate with him between worlds. Yeah, um, that's what I'm thinking of. I think okay. that's got me thinking it. For some reason, I always just associate snow with Christmas too. So, like, if there's snow in it, I'm like, ah, it's a Christmas movie. No, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not entirely true. No. Oh, a very Harold and Co- Harold and Kumar Christmas. Yes, that, that another. Yeah, that is another really good one. Um, let's a Christ- see, Christmas comedy. Yes. Um. Huh. Well, you were sleeping. I don't know about that one, but um, Gremlins. <sighs> I count. I count Gremlins as a Christmas movie because it's very. 
Like, uh, I... it's, it's a it's a Christmas horror movie. Okay, I I can I I guess I can agree with that. Yeah, no, because yeah, no, it, you're I mean, right. No, you're like you're right. You're right. Because because <laughs> um, in the very beginning, uh, I believe if I'm not mistaken, uh, there was uh, he goes into that shop and gets the gremlin. Uh, Gizmo. The Mogwai the, the, is literally a Christmas gift. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah Mogwai. Gizmo is literally a, Chris, a Christmas gift. Yeah, Gizmo. The his species is called a Mogwai. They turn into gremlins. Mogwai. That's the. Yep. Yeah, he was a Christmas gift. So yeah, Gremlins is a Christmas horror movie, and yeah, it's definitely a horror movie, even if it's a family friendly one. Yeah. It's, like they kill that old lady by throwing her out the window. That <laughs> was. Like, that poor lady, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, did American Pie ever have a Christmas special? I don't. They probably did. American Pie? They had everything. They probably did. Mm, I don't recall. I don't even, I don't... Was, was Sleepless in Seattle a Christmas movie, or is that just a rom-com? I think that's just a rom-com. Okay, fair enough. I'll give you that. I think it just ends on Christmas. Yeah. Oh, another another really good one. Uh, and I watched this a couple years ago. It is. It's got Kristen Stewart in it. Oh, okay. Hold on. This was actually really good. It's called The Happiest Season. A holiday, oh, a holiday romantic that. comedy that captures the range of emotions tied to wanting your family's acceptance, being true to yourself, and trying not to ruin Christmas. Yep, I've I've heard of that one. It is a, they actually gave it a, it's a a review on a podcast I listened to a few years ago. It's so good, and it's got. Let's see who else is in it. Uh. Kristen Stewart, Mackenzie Davis, Mary Steinberger, Victor Garber, Allison Brie, Aubrey Plaza is in this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I've got a few more big ones here that you're going to kick yourself when you realize we haven't even mentioned them yet. Oh, uh, go for the it. M Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, dude. Yep. How could I forget? Um, Home Alone. Yup. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, okay, uh, I absolutely love the Home Alone movies, and I can't believe I didn't mention them earlier, because mm -hmm. Macaulay Culkin just got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and, yep. and, and there was a reunion that happened, uh, with, uh, with that. Yeah, the actress that played his mom in the movies. Yes. Was um Catherine O'Hara. Yep, that's the one. Yep, I couldn't. She remember. was there in support oh. of him uh for his Hollywood Walk of Fame star. That was pretty cool. I know I know you know this one. Bad uh -huh. Santa. Oh yes. I watched both of those actually not too long ago. Bad Santa, yep. Um mm -hmm. Miracle on Billy 34th Bob Thornton. Street. Yes. 
uh, Miracle on 34th Street, a, um, cl- a like a older classic movie, but there was a yes. 1994 re- remake as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Scrooge, 1988 Bill Murray movie. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh, White Christmas. That's an old one. Uh, yes. And of course, you mentioned Christmas Story, Christmas Vacation, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life, the 1946 classic that okay. gets spoofed in everything. That's where the phrase, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings, uh, okay. is every from. Every time an angel... Is it, is it? Yeah, every time a bell rings, an angel gets its wings. It's also every famous for the... Rings, an angel gets his wings. <laughs> It's also famous for the scene where he's about to jump off the bridge at the end until like the the mm-hmm. angel or the apparition or whatever comes and speaks to him and I um, would be at a loss. It, it was it had Jimmy Stewart. It was starring Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. If I'd be at a loss if I didn't mention the very last movie that was put out with Robin Williams in it titled Merry Friggin' Christmas. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This one was really good, was he... actually. He was in it, and it came out. I had never it, even it, heard it, of it that. It came out in 2014, the year the man died. So, um, we mentioned um, Christmas horror movies mm-hmm. uh, earlier. I just wanted to circle back and yeah, talk about uh, Bl- Black Xmas, the 2006 horror movie. Yeah, that was Black, um, Black Christmas. Yeah, the one that was the one that I had mentioned. Okay, yeah. Yep, um, and uh, Krampus, the 2015 yes. horror movie. Krampus. There was also a 2019 version of Black there Christmas. There was a lot of versions of that. Christmas, Bloody Christmas came out in 2022. That's one. Okay, um, I'd never heard of that one. Stranger in the House from 1974. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anna and the Apocalypse from 2017. Um... Red Christmas 2016. It's a Wonderful Knife 2023. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. I can't uh, forget a... about. Okay, so I know we we talked about Doctor... Silent Night in 2012. We has got a picture of Santa with a flamethrower. I want to see this, but I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Um, there was a horror version of Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas titled The Mean One. Oh, they're about to do a kill count for that on Dead Meat this week. I want to see this movie so badly. <sighs> there was also a horror version of Jack Frost where he turns into an evil snowman and there kills There sure people. was, yeah. 1997. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and when people went to the video store to rent the the not horror one for their kids, uh, they accidentally grabbed the wrong Oops. one. More often than not. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I want to mention the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday yes. special on Disney Plus. Yes, yes, yes. The or the Mantis and Drax team up story, mm-hmm. where we find out that uh, Mantis is Peter Quill's sister. Yes, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, what about the DreamWorks movie Rise of the Guardians, where Jack Frost, Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, Father Time, mm-hmm. and all them have to work together? Yes. Yep. You count I've that? I've seen it. It's so good. Okay. Uh, oh, My Broken Horse Christmas. I forgot about that one. Um, 
Was it the uh, an Ernest Christmas special? At yes, that point? Ernest saves Christmas. I kid, I I am kicking myself right now. God damn! Holy I, shit! Oh, I can't believe so I forgot many. about that. Oh, it's that's one of my all time favorite Christmas movies. There's so many holiday specials of everything. I guarantee you, every single cartoon we watched as a kid had at least one Christmas episode. SpongeBob, Rugrats, all the Cartoon Network shit. You know, iCarly even had some. I know Zoe 101 had a couple Christmas episodes. Maybe did you talk? You mentioned Christmas with the Cranks earlier. Yeah, yeah, Christmas with the Cranks. Yeah, you mentioned that. Okay. Uh, Oh, deck. Oh, yeah, we mentioned deck the halls too. So what would uh oh arthur christmas 2011 movie forgot about that another one one was fred claus with vince vaughn and uh paul giamatti yes yep okay i remember that one too Mm -hmm. and then there wasn't there a like uh 3d animated version of the ebenezer scrooge movie with jim carrey in it yes 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 that was uh actually done by disney so you want to know my favorite iteration of the Ebenezer Scrooge story is actually the one with um, where Scrooge McDuck from the Mickey Mouse cartoons plays him. Yes. And Mickey, Mickey Mouse is, is Bob is Bob Cratchit and Goofy is like the uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Goofy is the Grim Reaper, <laughs> the ghost that, of the future. That's a fun like, one, though. That's a really like fun it. one. Yeah, I really like it. I really like that one. Um, and Tiny but Tim, I, you know. Was... I'd have to say that my favorite rend- my favorite iteration of that story would have to be, I know you mean, we mentioned it earlier, but A Muppet's Christmas Carol with Michael mm, Caine yeah. as the role yep. of Ebenezer Scrooge. Yeah, Michael Caine is great in everything he's Absolutely in. Absolutely he is. I'm getting tired of your shit, Master Wayne. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, he was also great in Now You See Me. Um, yes, yes, he was. Um, he was in both of those. Fro- is is Frozen a Christmas movie, or is no. that just snow? That's just snow. There's okay. no Christmas in any... I don't think there's Christmas in any either of those. You know what, though? They released it around the holidays on purpose. To they fit did. To in with the, with the snow theme. Yeah, so they did. There is that. Yeah. I, I guess you could say I guess you could say the spirit of it is there because they do shit with snowmen and, like, there's, like, you know, a message about love and shit. But, like, it's also it's, it's a Disney formula. I'd be amiss too. if I didn't mention Beauty and the Beast, The Enchanted Christmas. Yes, they did have a straight up Christmas special. Yes, they did, uh, and that was that wasn't just did. a special. That was a straight up sequel. That was a whole ass movie. It yeah. was. It was a sequel. Yeah, I remember when Disney did those like straight to video sequels. Mm-hmm. Like the first ones yep. came out in theaters, and then parts two and three just went straight to VHS. Yeah, yeah. They did yeah, that they with did. Little Mermaid two and Aladdin two and three, and mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, Lion um, King 2, and yep, then Lion King yep. 1 and a half. Was there any other, I'm trying to think if there was any other, like, holiday special Disney stuff that was, like, specifically, there has to be. They, they're, like, Disney's notorious. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, if we're, if we're talking about Disney, and I'm, I'm veering off the, 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 uh, the, the, the realm of movies for just a second, every year around Christmas... The Disney parks have a their their Christmas themed uh, events 
uh, like, and it's and it, they call it very Mickey's very merry Christmas party. And it's I've been to I've been a couple of times, and every every year they have like different spots where y- if you if you buy the tickets for specifically for the event, there is spots where you can get either uh, free hot cocoa or free hot cider and gingerbread cookies uh, throughout the park. It's oh, nice. so much fun to go to. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, you... com- comrade Mickey Mouskovitz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then um... they've got their Christmas parade at the end, uh, towards the end of the night. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump a little strange too, and I'm just I'm gonna list off a couple of off the top of my head video games or video game levels that are Christmas themed. The games there's there aren't very many like Christmas themed video games per se, right. but there are several ones where the spirit of it is there. They're like Christmas adjacent. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it, it has a, a overwhelming presence in the narrative. Mm-hmm. And I would say that um, the first two that come immediately to mind is Batman Arkham Origins okay. and Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yes. Um, Miles Morales definitely takes place around Christmas time, and like it's Christmas is all over the goddamn. Oh, city it really is. Game. No, absolutely, like, I agree. It's it's pretty in your face about mm-hmm. it. So I I kind of like, and Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, famously takes place at Christmas. There's, like, one scene in that game where Batman and Joker are, like... He, like, grabs the Joker and jumps out the window with him, and they're, like, fighting in midair as they fall into a big Christmas tree, and as they're fighting, there's, like, a, like, kind of, like, beefed-up action version of dun-dun-dun-dun, dun-dun-dun-dun playing mm-hmm. while they're fighting, okay. you know? So it's, yeah, it, it kind of, like, leans into the Christmas theme there a mm-hmm. little bit. So I, I think that's kind of cool when, when they do that. And like we said earlier, you know, like Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie, but it does things where it leans into the Christmas shit sometimes. Like when he sends that guard down the elevator and he puts the note on him and it says, now I have a machine gun ho uh-huh. you know, it's just stuff like that. Um, and it does that kind of like remixed Christmas music to be more action-y type thing sometimes too. So those are always uh, fun. Now. Um, and then there's been, like, some video games I've played, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, you get to go to Halloween Town again, but this time you get to visit Christmas Town okay. 2, and when you play, when you play the HD remaster of it, since it's based off the Japanese Final Mix mm-hmm. version, your costumes change in Christmas Town to be more Christmas-themed, so okay. in Halloween Town... In Halloween Town, Sora's got a pumpkin mask, Donald is a mummy, and Goofy looks like a Frankenstein monster. But when you go to Christmas Town, Sora's got a Santa hat, Donald is a snowman, and Goofy's a reindeer. Okay. So they switch it up. Yeah. So I think that's I'm going to come cool, out of pocket again. Uh, when they do that. Uh, WWE, okay. every year they have their, their holiday show for live television. They have a holiday, a Christmas-themed match. And the, the 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 stipulation the, the they call it the miracle on thirty fourth street fight. Okay. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking cool. Every year that they do it, it's 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 really interesting. Nice. Yeah, um, it's pretty cool. So Christmas music. Then let's uh, talk about that a little mm-hmm. bit. I can't say I'm the biggest fan of the traditional Christmas music. Plus, where I'm working now, I hear it on the radio all the time. 
Um, Tell you what, I there's a few um, there's a few different uh, artists that I have here that have done original Christmas music. Seth MacFarlane, you mentioned earlier. Yep. I mentioned Scotty McCreary. Uh, Seth MacFarlane know... has a whole ass Christmas album, I think. He does, and I actually I have that here on my phone. Um, James Durbin did. I don't. Okay, so I don't know if he. This is an original, but this is the first time I've ever heard this song, and it is called. It's just not Christmas without you, and it came out holiday season of 2018. It came out November 23rd, to be exact, of 2018. Uh, Scotty McCreary, one of my all-time favorite country artists. Uh, he's got actually a, a few um, original Christmas songs. He's got uh, Christmas in Heaven. Uh, Christmas Coming Around Again was an original. And then more recent... Another original song that the that those three songs that I mentioned there are those two songs that I just mentioned uh, uh, Christmas in Heaven and Christmas Coming Around Again that came out those came out on his very first Christmas album which was released in 2012. This was re- this this next one was actually released October 20th this year, and it's it's another Scotty McCreary song and it's titled. Feel like the holidays. Um, we've got none other than Bon Jovi with uh, "I wish every day, uh, I wish every day could be like Christmas." Uh, that's one of my all-time favorite Christmas songs. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I this okay so this song is it's a country song but if you look if you if you know the humor of Larry the Cable Guy it is by a country band a country duo by the name of Montgomery Gentry but like I said if you know the humor of Larry the Cable Guy you could easily compare this song to what the stories that Larry tells about his family and this song is called Merry Christmas from the Family. Oh, shit. Speaking of Larry the Cable Guy, okay, so it's not like an animated special or anything, but there is mm-hmm. a a kid's book based off the Cars movies called mm-hmm. Mater's, uh, Mater Saves Christmas. Um, okay. And there's, there's a video on YouTube where someone reads it aloud. It's only like 10 minutes long, but... Um, but yeah, there have been, and before I forget, I think now that I I asked earlier about like animated like Disney Christmas specials and stuff, I'm pretty mm. sure Toy Story had one. Toy Story I had a Christmas they, special. I think they did. I'm not. Yes, it was called Toy Story that Time Forgot. Came out in 2014. Okay, I completely forgot about that one. <laughs> As the title would imply. <laughs> right. It's available on Disney Plus and Prime Video. Okay. Yeah, they also had a lot of children's books that were based on it, like Toy Story Christmas Toys, Merry Christmas Woody, a few other things. Okay. Um, there's another uh, 
artist. This song came out in 2013. Her name is Angie Miller. She was on season 11 of American Idol. No, wait. I could. No, season 12. It's titled This Christmas Song. It is a, an Angie Miller original. That was actually, it's actually one of my, one of my, one of, I wouldn't necessarily say it's one of my top favorites, but it's, it's up there. It's actually pretty good. And then you got, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. And then the most controversial Christmas song of all time where, uh, that you can't go anywhere around the holidays without hearing it at least seven or eight, nine fucking times. All I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was looking at a list too. It looks like there's a lot of artists that have done original Christmas songs mm-hmm. like, uh, like, uh, uh, Bing Crosby, uh, Snow Patrol, um, a few others. Uh, I have, you know, some more unconventional tastes in my holiday music and it like, you know, a perfect example is Epic Rap Battles of History, uh, Santa versus Moses, so, um, featuring Snoop Dogg. It's not the only Christmas one they've done, but it's the best one. There's sure. actually uh, a Christmas metal album that I'd like to uh, 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 talk about. Um, Ryan, if you're listening, uh, the... Halford Three Winter Songs by Rob Halford, uh, the lead singer of uh, Judas Priest. That was, uh, they've got, he's got songs like uh, We Three Kings, What Child Is This, Christmas for Everyone, Oh Holy Night, and uh, Come All Ye Faithful. Uh, And then Twisted Sister actually did a, a Christmas album. Twisted Sister did their al- their Christmas album, uh, a-, a Twisted Christmas. Uh, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Oh, come all ye faithful, white Christmas. I'll be home for Christmas. And I think they even had an original on here called "We Wish You a Twisted Christmas." That was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. Um. To keep going with what I was saying, um, besides that unconventional Christmas song, I like. I'm also a big fan of the two uh, songs from. I mentioned Family Guy's Road to the North Pole earlier. There's two songs in that episode. Okay. Um, all I want, all I want for Christmas and Christmas time is killing us. Yes. And I think they're both great. Mm-hmm. I think they're both great. Like really well done yes. songs. Um, I also. So that that channel I listen to, Game Chops on YouTube, where they have a live stream of lo-fi remixes of video game music twenty four seven, and even some more songs. Mm-hmm. They have, they've done lo-fi remixes of popular Christmas songs too, like Jingle Bells and Deck the Halls and stuff like that. It's the same kind of like instrumental kind of like more you know you know how that lo-fi music is yeah kind of like chillax stuff so yeah they've done lo-fi remixes of christmas music and they have a whole digital album on there that i like listening to okay around this time of year sometimes too and they throw those around this time of year they tend to throw those mixes in their live stream too so Mm. it'll be like 
a cut it'll be like a few tracks from video games and then suddenly you'll hear like a christmas tune mm-hmm. you know in their mix so um yeah so that's pretty cool okay i uh i also i a lot of times like when the family gets together for christmas i'll we'll usually pull up like a, a burning log on the tv like a live stream that's on YouTube or something like a like one of those continuous. It's just like four hours of a burning log, but it's also got like like uh, instrumental Christmas music playing kind of low. You know, it's no lyrics or nothing, but it's just like you know, there's actually, maybe like a jazz like a jazz rendition or something. There's something of, like that on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, it's the the Arendelle Yule Log Fireplace. Um, uh, thing for from frozen okay yeah it's pretty cool i actually put it on the first year disney plus was a thing uh for christmas and it was it was actually pretty cool um but since you had mentioned that there's some things that you you usually do with your family i think that one more one one more thing before that i just want to say every year (laughs) Every year, SNL has a Christmas episode or two. Yes. They will often yeah. have, like, at least one or two. This year, um, I think I mentioned it earlier, Adam Driver hosted last week, and they did a Christmas – they did a mostly Christmas-themed episode with him. His mm-hmm. opening monologue was all about his letter to Santa. It was pretty funny, and they had some Christmas skits, you know, like family gatherings and stuff. You know, mm-hmm. there was a really good one about um, everyone – uh, coming over to the to the person's house for uh for Christmas dinner, like they were all uh-huh. hanging out for like a like a friend's giving, but for Christmas. And, yeah. And Adam Driver is like the the dad in the house, uh, and he people kept getting in his way when he was trying to put food <laughs> on the table. So he'd be like, "Oh, excuse me, beep beep, coming through," you know, and <laughs> like, and then one of the friends comes over and he goes to put some food on the table, and they both. And they both beep beep each other at the same time, and it becomes like a Mexican standoff. And <laughs> uh, like, um, excuse me, I said beep beep. Uh, he's like, uh, this is my house, and I said beep beep. <laughs> you know, that's funny as shit. Yeah, okay, it's great. Yeah, they have stuff like that, and then um, tomorrow because this is totally still Friday. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> Kate McKinnon is returning to host their actual Christmas special. Okay. So that should be good because Kate McKinnon, I always saw her as kind of like Kristen Wiig part two, you know, Mm -hmm. um, is kind of gave me similar vibes, but a little bit different. And then they ended up being, weren't they both in that Ghostbusters reboot together? Yes. Yes. And Leslie Jones, who was also from SNL. Um, we don't, we don't talk about that Ghostbusters movie. (laughs) We don't talk about that movie. We just don't. But yeah, my my point is every year they have like a, a Christmas special. And actually, mm. like SNL has built up so many uh, holiday themed skits that they have. Um, I think you can find them on Peacock. They have curated episodes that are basically just clip shows of all their most popular holiday skits so they have one for halloween one for thanksgiving okay christmas so they have like one where it's like going back from all all the way back to like the old episodes to now like with bill murray every everything in between yeah so like their christmas one 
has like Adam Sandler's Hanukkah song on it, for example. Okay, all right. Because he did he did that on SNL. Yes. I think was when he yeah, first did that. That is that so, that is exactly where that debuted. Yes, as SNL, the Hanukkah yeah, so, song. Yeah. So basically, yeah, you would see From, skits as new as like. Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg and Justin Timberlake's "Dick in a Box." That's a Christmas song, technically. Okay, fun they fact, real quick. Did. I know, still talking about Adam Sandler's um, the Hanukkah song. From my understanding, uh, he whenever he does his like live stand-up shows, he makes it a point to sing the Hanukkah song at each and every show. Makes sense. And uh, and at each and every show, he has a special guest. Uh, a special surprise guest, but he's he's at every show. Rob Schneider, he brings he brings him with everywhere. He brings Rob with him everywhere to all of his stand up shows. As long as he remembers to feed him, um... <laughs> right? Because you know Rob's Rob's not the not not the not, he he he's 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 just as tall as Kevin Hart. He needs his he needs his vitamins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I was thinking more like, uh, I was making more of a he's Adam's pet joke, but yeah. Oh, yeah, nah, that's that, that's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I went Mr. a little Garrison far with that. Mis- <laughs> Mr. Like Mr. Garrison and Mr. Slave. Um, mm-hmm. Mr. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't, I can't, I can't. Oh. <laughs> Lemmy <Alrighty>. Winks. <laughs> Lemmy Winks. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're... So, <laughs> you wanted to talk about memories. Yes. Okay. So the first memory that comes to mind, um, back when uh, one of the local radio stations here in Rockford uh, changed their name from Light One Hundred Three to B One Hundred Three. Uh, I was, I don't remember how old I was, but I remember calling in and answering this question correctly. And the question was, what is the name of Gaston's henchman? And I was the first person to call in and guess correctly. And I won a limited edition or maybe one of a kind Christmas ornament and it was okay. and it is a it's a, it's a gold Christmas ornament of a silhouette of beast holding the rose and it is currently hanging up on the Christmas tree out in the living room as we speak I oh, still have awesome. it I still have it yeah my but, my Christmases have always been pretty normal for the most part, but mm-hmm. I will. There is one standout thing I remember from uh, when we went out to Ryan and Carissa's place one year. It had mm-hmm. nothing to do with me, but bearing witness to this was a pretty cool memory. Okay, uh, just to see, like you know, it's one of those faith in humanity restored moments, and mm-hmm. it was. Um, I, I believe Ryan's OG model switch was not working right anymore for some reason. I can't remember what the problem with it was, but he had mm-hmm. a friend who is good at this kind of stuff come look at it, see if he could fix it. And this guy says, I gotta run to uh, to Best Buy to get some parts, I'll be back. And the man comes back with a brand new switch for him as a Christmas gift. Oh shit, and that's awesome. Yeah. 
yeah, that was like something pretty cool to bear witness to. Okay, and I will, I will mention like throughout the years, some of the fa- my favorite gifts that I've ever gotten have mm-hmm. been like, like obviously I enjoy you know like the movies and the games and cool stuff yeah. like that, but it's the custom made stuff that really tends to stand out the most. Oh yeah, and no, absolutely, that would be like you've seen my oversoul branded color changing light yeah um ryan and carissa had that custom ordered on etsy you oh, see that's my cool. glass display of kingdom hearts keyblades mm-hmm. that was hand handmade by them nice um, and i also have this this framed assassin's creed collage picture hanging in my room that my mom and brother made one year mm-hmm. um I want to say it was either last year or the year before. I think last year, Dalton and Lindsay used, um, actually, a Christmas gift that a bunch of us got together and bought for Lindsay one year. Mm-hmm. It was kind of big, like, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a, a it's like a printer, but for printing designs onto shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, they used it to make us all custom shirts with pictures of our pets on them but they're like animated drawings of the pets so they took actual pictures of them off facebook and stuff and scanned them and got them turned into like these animated drawings and had those drawings plastered on the shirts okay so um yeah that kind of stuff always stands out to me is really cool and thoughtful yeah um I always try to get people stuff off their Amazon wish list. <laughs> there. Okay. Um, one Christmas memory that comes to mind is actually kind of funny. Um, this was the first Christmas, uh, my first Christmas uh, after my mom and dad had uh, split up. And on Christmas morning... My brother and I are at my dad's uh, apartment, and uh, we open up a video game. And the video game was Star Fox Adventures for GameCube. Now, to my knowledge, we didn't have a GameCube. So, (laughs) first thing that comes out, I don't remember if it was me or my brother that said it. But we're like, you got it for the wrong system! And I had at that to- at that point in time, I didn't know that Star Fox Adventures was a Nintendo exclusive. But the very next thing that we opened was a Nintendo GameCube. Oh yeah, Star Fox is in general definitely Nintendo. Um, I did not know that as a kid. I think I had no idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's the first time you've told that story on this show either. I think no, was- it's not. It's not. But it's it's a it's a Chris. It's a memory from Christmas, and I thought, what better what better time to what better episode to retell that story than this one right here absolutely yeah yeah mm-hmm. I can... <laughs> one of my favorite decorations as a kid growing up i will have to say was always the train that goes around the base of the christmas tree oh yeah okay Mm-hmm. I was. I always looked forward to that train getting put up on uh, around the Christmas tree as a kid. Loved it every year. I always got told not to mess with it too. <laughs> I remember 
many a Christmas at my great grandmother's house. That's where we had the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, we would all, they would always get a real tree, and they it would they would get it from the tree farm down the road, um, mm-hmm. the Evergreen Farm, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, like your classic, you know, TV scenario. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I think there was a train a couple of times. Um, there was hmm. some years there was a star at the top. Some years there was an angel. Um, mm-hmm. But I always remember because you know I was really young for these ones. That tree mm-hmm. being tall as hell. Um, yeah. I, oh, absolutely. I don't mess with the Christmas tree thing too much anymore because cats. Um, yeah. That's when you just get a big cat tree and decorate that. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> <laughs> they make it difficult. At the very least, you have to get plastic ornaments because they'll just break the glass ones. Yep. Um, yep. Because all mm-hmm. they see is shiny ball, you know? like <laughs> Exactly. Um, but also because, like, I don't really host the holidays so much anymore. I do, um, like, uh... I go to either my brother or sister's place, you know, because mm-hmm. they got more room and whatnot. <clears throat> but I do remember that when my great grandpa was still alive, they would always decorate uh, my great grandma's porch. And it's funny because, like, she lived on a house at the top of a long hill on the outskirts of town. So the only people that were ever going to see it were the ones driving down the highway past the house. But. They still did it every year. It was tradition. <clears throat> now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know like when you and I first met, you you came over and hung out at my house a couple times. Uh do you remember my dog Schnoodles? The little little white furry a fluffy dog. Yes. Fun story about her. Rest in peace. I I miss that dog so much. But the year we got her was around Christmas time, and this was uh, it was I, I can't remember what what year it was. It was either when I was in second or third grade. Can't remember because I had the same teacher for both years. But this is when I found out Santa wasn't real. I found out at an early age that Santa <coughs> wasn't real because uh, here's the thing: my mom and dad are like, well, okay, so. You guys got looked at my brother and I, and I said, you guys got two options. You guys can either get a puppy, or you guys can get to Christmas presents. And we chose the puppy, so we got to see all of the shit that we were getting for Christmas go back to the store. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> we um, That's we a bit actually. Harsh. <laughs> no, we got to see all that stuff go back to the store. And, um, I, uh, I actually, that, my, Schnoodles was, uh, she was $350 at, uh, at Petland when that, when Petland was still around, because they are non-existent anymore. Um, yeah, I, I counted out the 300 and then my dad paid the extra 50 Okay. Yeah, that, that dog was a Christmas present. I loved that dog so much. That dog lived a good long life, 16 years. 
I feel and she almost um, made it. She almost made it to to Christmas of 2012 because we ended up having to put her down on Black Friday of 2012. I oh wow yeah I feel um I feel morally obligated to put a little PSA in here, and I just want to say to the to the people out there. Do not buy people a pet for Christmas unless they want it, unless you know for a fact that they want it, because you are mm. not buying them a gift, you are buying them an obligation. Pretty and much. Statistically speaking, a lot of pets that are bought as Christmas presents end up being abandoned or returned to the shelter. Mm-hmm. So, yes. yeah, so, yeah, no, don't don't put that pressure on someone. You're, that's like basically giving someone a kid and saying, here, this is yours now, good luck. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... No. Um, yeah. That is a living, breathing creature, not a toy. So, no. um, And it's an, it is a lifetime commitment. That it animal's sure is. whole lifetime. So, and I practically grew up with that dog, so that, that there's there's that. And uh, I just... I feel like... I mean, we joke around a lot on here, but I feel like sometimes it's important to put some of those messages out there. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, for yeah. sure. <clears throat> I cannot stress enough how how terrible of an idea that is to give someone an animal as a gift unless you know they want it. In your case, it was your choice. That's it different. was. Yeah. That's 100% different. But a surprise puppy is not a gift. It is a... Uh, That's an is, obligation. It is a burden. <laughs> yeah. It is. Yeah. If you don't want it, that is a problem. And it is not fair to the animal either. No, it's so, not. Definitely not. Um... But, um, what are some of your favorite, um, uh, holiday dishes for this time of year? Yeah, I know I have a lot of one people more just tradition, do, like... one oh, more yeah, tradition that I wanted to mention. And this one's actually pretty fucking funny because this was, this is, this was something that, uh, that, uh, <laughs> when we were still doing family Christmas with my mom's biological side before all of the drama started with them. Um, we would have them over, and it was tradition that at least one present to each individual underneath the wrapping paper, before you got to the box, was duct tape. Oh, uh, of course. Uh-huh. There was one year, um, it, this, 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 it was, it was, we always called it the duct tape Christmas, but no, um, there was one year that none of my cousins were involved with this, but my brother, uh, had this genius idea to get my mom a gift card for Christmas. But what he did was absolute pure genius what he did was he wrapped up a uh, like a, a a weight in a box and then duct taped that box but the weight wasn't the present the gift card was under one of the box flaps oh wow it was it was funny everybody got a kick out of it <clears throat> um 
Dalton has actually done some joke wrapping like that before. Okay. A small gift, a small gift inside a bigger box, inside a bigger box, inside a bigger <laughs> box, kind of like a Russian nesting doll situation. Okay. Um, that's 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 you. Yeah, that's I've, okay. Uh, that's cool. Is either that or like wrap it up so complicated that you basically need a pocket knife to open it? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So I've seen that before too. There's been some funny hahas. Um, in that department, mm-hmm. uh, you actually just got me thinking of something, um, and now I can't remember what it was anymore. Unfortunately, my my uh, grandma, my dad's mom, uh, she doesn't do it anymore. But every year, I would look forward to uh, a package in the mail from her with an assortment of homemade Christmas cookies. Oh. And my absolute favorite cookies that she did every year was the wreath cookies. She she takes um, cornflakes and she do, does like marshmallow fluff. Now, these were my mom's favorite cookies that my grandma would make. And they would have the ones that she would make for my mom would have the red hot candies in them for like the 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 berries and shit for like a wreath. But for me, I'm I'm not the biggest fan of those red hot candies because I don't like cinnamon, like like hot cinnamon type shit. So what she would do is she would take the, she would do, she'd take cornflakes, marshmallow fluff, and green food coloring, and she would make wreath cookies. They were so good. Have you ever done like uh like the gingerbread house, um? Yes, yes, I have done stuff like that. I have. I remember specifically one year growing up, I think it was something like a school project. They, I did something along the lines of a 101 Dalmatians, um, uh, something or another of a gingerbread house. And it, it was, it, it ended up, uh, just being a, a a a Christmas decoration every year. I think I, I I could be wrong, but I think it was 101 Dalmatians themed. Okay, I could be wrong. My my grandmother used to make this dessert around this time. It looks like an igloo, and it's basically a cake, and she called it Eskimo Hut. And I can't find it. Okay, I can't find it anywhere online because all it brings up is a restaurant in Texas of the same name. But I think it might have <laughs> okay. been like an original recipe. So, um, okay. And um, trying to think. Oh, have you ever been to a white elephant? Uh, yes. Gift okay. Exchange? So, so what was like the best or weirdest thing you ever got from one of those? So, the first white elephant that I ever went to was <laughs> actually with. I was actually on one of the one of my trips to Florida to see my dad, and we went to. A Christmas party uh, and at the very end of the night we we ended up doing the white the white elephant and I think the the weirdest thing I ever got was a pair of pajama pants but it was Coors Light pajama pants <laughs> I was 17 <laughs> I was 17 and got a pair of uh Coors Light pajama pants. 
Man, it's been so long. I genuinely, genuinely don't remember what I got from the one I went to. But what I do remember is one lucky per, uh, person getting like one of the better gifts that was brought there, and then mm. someone who went after them stealing it from them, and they were salty as hell because that was a thing you could do. Was you could uh, mm, no, t- I yeah. I actually kind of got jealous of what my brother ended up getting from that same white elephant party. Oh. He got season three of South Park on DVD. Ha! That is very random. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm like, I got a pair of pajama pants. You got a season. You got the uh, season three of South Park. I'm jealous. Yeah, I think I remember just find like picking up the most random nonsense thing I could possibly find, like your typical dollar store like joke gift. Uh, mm-hmm thing you know like like one of those things that's like a fake thing of gum that when you go to grab it it like snaps your finger or some shit yeah okay you know just something dumb like that because there was, like, it doesn't uh, matter <laughs> another white elephant that i went to um it was the it was it was a this was a, a rock valley this is one of the 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 clubs that i was in in rock when i was going to rock valley college but the church based um club group thing that they had in the uh student center every wednesday uh okay we went to one of the 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 other club members house and somebody i don't know who i ended up with it at one point i don't remember what i brought but i ended up with this item at one point and someone stole it at the very last minute it was a PlayStation 3 game, but I don't remember what game it was. Okay. But yeah, it was it was like a used game from GameStop or some shit. Damn. All right. Yeah, no, I was mad. I was so salty. So, um, before we start wrapping up here, you know what? For some reason The Shining just popped into my head <laughs> and I think I think it's because there's a lot of snow in it. Um, okay. I I don't remember it having was there a big Christmas tree in the foyer in the hotel there? I don't think there was. It was I wouldn't Christmas be able time, to confirm it? nor deny that cuz I don't think I've ever seen The Shining. I'm not going to lie. It's been so fucking long. Oh man, that's a ooh, that's a that 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 one should be on your list of shame for sure. That's uh Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, a, that's uh, that's must, uh, that I'm yeah. That is a must watch for any self-respecting horror fan. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you get around to it eventually because the scene yeah. where where Jack is chasing uh, good old Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, and you, you know the, a lot of the famous scenes from that. Here's Johnny and all that, but like mm-hmm. uh, some of the there's one scene in that movie that was famously they had to shoot it 127 times to get it right. Oh Jesus! Okay. Yeah, yeah. St- Stanley Kubrick was a bit of a Stanley Ku dick, uh, <laughs> especially to poor Shelley Duvall. Um, jeez. But, anyways, uh, but yeah. Before we wrap up, um, let's talk your your favorite holiday foods. Like, I know a lot of people for yeah. Christmas just do like Thanksgiving Part Two. But what are some of your traditional Christmas dishes? You know, do you do like a holiday ham, maybe some cheesy potatoes, another green bean casserole? You know, something like green that. Green bean casserole is definitely on the list. Um. But the one thing that really, like, resonates with me, I know it's not technically considered a holiday dish, but I always had this around the holidays. Um, every year, 
we would have Christmas Eve, our our family Christmas at my grandma's house. May she rest in peace. Uh, on Christmas Eve, and we she would she would we wouldn't do Christmas dinner, but she would make uh appetizers, and she would okay. make miniature pigs in a blanket. Okay, that I'll was d- one of my all time. That was one of my all time favorite. She would get the like the little Smokies and do like miniature pigs in a blanket. It was so good. She also oh. did. Yeah, uh, no, dude. It speaking was good. of uh, speaking of pigs in a blanket, one of my favorite, like I guess you could call it like an appetizer that mm-hmm. they would set out. Uh, uh, it's famous around the holidays for some reason. Is mm-hmm. one where it's a um, a spear dill pickle wrapped in a piece of ham with the cream cheese uh, filling stuff. Okay, I love, I, that's interesting. I love those so much. Uh, no, they, they they used to sell them at the store all the time. Okay. Oh, she also made like like Rubens, like little miniature Rubens. Um, and she like and and if anybody wanted it, I always I always opted out. But she always made like strawberry milkshakes for everybody. <coughs> oh, I'll uh, I'll send you a picture of what I'm talking about at some point. But they're called ham and pickle roll ups. They're usually chopped up and you stick a toothpick in them, so they're meant to be like eaten off the toothpick. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're like one of those like uh like fancy tray dishes. They they go great with like a, a tray of like you know like um olives and cheese mm. and and different meats, um, or like another party tray I like at the holidays is like the the veggie tray with the with the ranch dip yeah. or the um or the fruit tray with the cream cheese dip. Mm-hmm. Like I I love. One that I used to destroy that my ex's family had out every year was the tray of cold shrimp with the cocktail dip in the center. Yes. Um, oh no, my grandma yeah, would have would one of those every year. Pretty much year. destroy that. I would destroy that pretty basically by myself. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. One. One thing that I would I I pretty much get every year around the holidays. I haven't gotten it yet, but I usually get it every year. And it's the the half pound Reese's peanut butter cup. Mm, okay. And I I'd be amiss <laughs> if I didn't bring up eggnog. I love me some eggnog. A chocolate Santa, a chocolate Santa. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, that's another uh, skit on the Adam Driver SNL Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Is these advert adver- He's like a a candy maker advertising chocolate Santa on an infomercial. But when he takes the wrapping off, the chocolate itself looks like a phallic shaped object. Yes, I and know exactly they, what you're talking they, about. <laughs> and they start doing a bunch of um, inappropriate uh, visual gags with it. Uh-huh. Um, the, oh. It's 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 great. Uh, wait, you've seen this skit? No, I know what you, I know. I know the 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 chocolate Santa that you're talking about. Oh, okay, I've, I've, no, yeah, I've actually gotten that yeah. for Christmas a couple few times as a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what is this? He doesn't even have Santa's face on it. You know what I haven't had this year that I'm gonna have to have. Uh, I'm gonna see if we can do for Christmas is um, deviled eggs. Oh, I love me some deviled I eggs. Did. Oh yeah. I didn't have any at Thanksgiving, but I'm gonna have to have some at Christmas. You mentioned have to... dirty jokes and with the with the with the with the chocolate Santa thing, and I have to backtrack for a <laughs> second. Back to back okay. to music. 
just for a second because there is a song by one of my favorite bands and they have got to have one of the dirtiest Christmas songs I've ever heard. This song, the, the band is Steel Panther. The song is the stocking song and it's fucking funny. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 it's actually, great. now that I think about it, you know, who's actually, uh, who actually does. And that was an original um, too. Christmas music. Um, uh, pentatonics. They do. Yes. Great, uh, acapella yes. Christmas stuff. Mm, I love acapella. Anything. Um, and, um, I think Lindsay Sterling has done her, like, badass violin covers of a few mm-hmm. Christmas songs as well. She, she's got a whole ass Christmas album. Yeah, yeah, she's great too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, back on the topic of food, you know, every Thanksgiving and Christmas, my mom makes a corn pudding that we really like. Um, Ooh, it's basically okay. like a, basically like a, a corn casserole, but it's made with, like, condensed milk and creamed corn and a few other things but it's like a um it's yeah it's like a uh kind of almost gelatiny creamed like cream corn based um dish and it's so good uh, i don't know how else to put it i really like it every year one of the other uh, things that would happen that would transpire at my grandma's house uh on family Christmas on Christmas Eve, when everyone's done opening their presents, we wouldn't throw away the wrapping paper. What we would do is we would crumple it up and we would have a wrapping paper fight, and then <laughs> and then nice. and then throw the paper away. I I gotta be honest. I didn't feel like wrapping anything this year, so I just put everything in bags with, and stuffed them with tissue paper. There you go. But like everybody got like a okay so. My whole setup this year, everybody got, like, one big gift and two medium gifts and then a bunch of tiny little odds and ends in the bag. So mm-hmm. my mom already got her big gift, which was a new PS5 controller. Ryan got his big gift. I bought him a copy of Crisis Core Remastered on Steam and gifted it to him. Mm-hmm. It was on sale the other day, so I was like, yeah, let's do this. Um and then everybody else's big gifts are coming in the mail this week, and everyone's two medium-sized gifts from their Amazon wish list. Mm-hmm. Their medium gifts are all from their Amazon wish list. Everybody got something from their wish list. The big gifts were stuff that I decided to go above and beyond with. You know, okay. Something extra different I thought they might like. And so everybody's got the big gift, the two medium gifts, and then also in their bag is some candy, some candy canes, and some little odds and ends. Like, everybody got a stress ball, and everybody got one of those mystery packs where you, it's like a mystery character or item or something. Like, you don't know what's in it until you open it, and they're all themed, different themes. Like, one of them is Zelda, one of them is Batman, one of them is Star Wars, one of them is, uh, one of them is Demon Slayer, the anime. So, um, yeah, everybody kind of got there. One of them is, uh, uh, it, it could be like any kind of Nintendo controller or handheld. Okay. Um, it's they're called backpack buddies. Yeah, and they're just like those little mystery. Okay. Mystery things that you open it up That's and cool. you know, and a couple people got some fun co pops and stuff too. You know, just as fun little side gifts. So, um, one person got a poster. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, just some side things here and there, um, stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, Did we have a, a little bit more time for like m- like memorable Christmas gifts from when we like one specific memorable Christmas gift from when you were younger? Well, you go ahead because I've basically already done that. That's... My memorable Christmas, my memorable Christmas gifts are actually like more recent stuff. That's I fair. don't remember specifics that well. If if I had to choose, I would probably say it was when I got the Sega Genesis and the Lion King game with it. Okay, is probably a standout one. But outside, besides that, my best Christmas memories are more recent years. I um remember the year i got my playstation 2 for christmas and kingdom hearts to go along with it oh yep Mm -hmm. when you mentioned Star Fox earlier i was thinking in the back of my mind i know he said he got kingdom hearts for christmas too in that same that was not that was not the uh the same year because that was that was that was when my mom and dad were still together no, not the same year, but those were both part of your uh, nostalgia discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was that was definitely part of my nos- yeah, yeah. It sure was. Yeah. But um... Kingdom Hearts and PS2 was my most memorable Christmas gift, besides the puppy. Right, because <laughs> that dog was okay. Man, I'm telling you. Well. I'm glad that this is the uh, season finale in the last episode of the year, because if my calculations are correct, this is going to be a damn near three-hour episode. Dude, I could keep so, going with how many, with how much I, I love Christmas. I could keep going, but I know we're, 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 we're I, a bit crunched for time. <laughs> oh, I believe it, too. We've both had some episodes where we could have kept mm-hmm. going. Like oh, no, are, yeah, absolutely. We've, we've definitely hit in some niches for both of us mm-hmm. here. Uh, in this first season, and there's still so much more to come. And in season two, expect some sequels. Not only uh, part two, or not only like the year in review of 2023, which we're gonna do that every year. That's just gonna be a reoccurring thing. But, um, but also, I'm thinking we're gonna do a Would You Rather part okay. two. It's been a while since we've done a competitive episode. Yeah, it's, so it's I been think a while. We'll do one of those. Um. You know, just for funsies. And, uh, yeah, there are more ideas we're floating around out don't. there waiting for certain guests to be available. Yeah, I was going to say, don't we have some upcoming guests? Hopefully. Possibly. Not guaranteed, but right. ideally. Okay, all right. <laughs> we we would like like to get it worked out at some yeah. point or another. Um, but, yeah, before we wrap up here, I'm going to put out, you know, since you won't hear from us again until after the New Year's, this is the final warning to the listeners who want to participate in the Guess My Top 10 Games of the Year contest. That deadline is December 26th at the end of the night. Once December 27th hits, your chances are over. Done. Poof. If you didn't get it in by then, it's too late. Too bad, so sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> and, you know, I can only give so many reminders, and I know some people like to wait until the last minute, but... Uh, uh, at some point, if you miss out on it, it's your own fault. Yeah, <laughs> put out like two reminders a week at this point. Yeah, so, I need to. Get, I really um, need to get my answer in. Um, but uh, yeah, don't miss out on that chance for free money, folks. This is a uh, once a year opportunity. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you don't get in, you don't get in on this one. You're gonna have to wait till next year for your next yep. chance. So, um. 
But with all that being said, uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you know, click the like button, all that fun stuff. But also in the comments, let me know about your favorite holiday-related media, memories, food, and all that fun stuff. I would like to know. You can also email me at MrOversoul53 at gmail.com. And, of course, there is also the website formerly known as Twitter, uh, on which I am at Oversoul53. And you can find me over on the website, formerly known as Twitter, at The Vaping Fiend, on TikTok, at the.vaping.fiend, and on Twitch, The Vaping Fiend. Indeed. And with all that being said, have the happiest of holidays, everyone. Merry Kwanzaa and Hanukkah and Christmas and all that fun stuff. Uh, whatever you celebrate, whatever you do. And the New Year's as well. We didn't really get around to talking about it. I kind of wanted to, but, you know, uh, all I can say about that is I used that's to throw birthday. Some, <laughs> I used to, oh, that's that's true. I used to throw some banging-ass New Year's parties. And, oh, dude. Uh, now I don't anymore because I'm too old. But that was <laughs> but that was basically the long and short of it. Uh, but, yeah, enjoy yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. Have a great holiday season. Stay safe out there. And we will see you after the New Year's for the Season 2 premiere of The Overcast. Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Bye.